Adam, we've got some exciting news about the sponsors. We have, we? but I've forgot what it is. Can you remind me? It's manscaped.com. They've leveled up and they're now our main podcast sponsor. Our official lead sponsor from now on, manscaped.com. Use our promo code WEIRD20 to get their products. This is now the Have A Word podcast brought to you by manscaped.com. They've been a long-time supporter of us. Please go and support them and make sure they keep supporting us forever. Promo code WEIRD20, manscaped.com. Enjoy this week's episode of the Have A Word podcast brought to you by manscaped.com. It's going to be a belter. Wag wag lids, thanks for downloading the public episode of Have A Word. If you're enjoying this podcast, if you like what me and Adam and the boys do, then you will love our Patreon, which by the way, is the biggest Patreon in the UK. What is Patreon? It's an app that you can download, you sign up, and then it's basically a subscription service for VIP membership to this pod. You get loads of benefits, you get extra episodes, loads of content, and it's also a way of supporting the podcast. And then this is what you get. You get an hour and a half extra episode every week, pure unfiltered concentrated have a word bullshit and honestly it's some of our best podcasting because the public episode goes everywhere all over the internet the patron exclusives mm, that gets a little bit squirrely you also get early release of the public episode the pubes get it on monday you can watch it on saturday morning you can also get discounts on merch you can get discounts on live show tickets to be honest the live show tickets go to patreon first and because we've got as many patrons as we've got they never go on general sale so if you want to see a podcast live show you probably have to sign up but here's the extra layer that people are loving which are the one-offs that we're filming and putting on patreon the thank you live show the last dance my last ever beat the frog which was one of the funniest two hours of live comedy i've ever been involved in the ghost hunt we did with barry dodds we also did the laura's gone number one recording studio day that was a documentary that's now up there and finally to seal the deal we've also got four of the lockdown lock-ins the infamous lockdown lock-ins where we get absolutely shit-faced in the studio and go way too far and record it for your entertainment. It's a phenomenal drink-along that you do not want to miss. We've done it with Ishan, we've done it with Johnny Bongo, we've done it with Stephen Trice, and there is another one coming in January. All in all, this is the biggest UK patron for a reason, because it's funny as fuck, it's great value, you will not regret it. For the price of a fancy coffee, once a month you pay three quid and you become a VIP lid. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. The link is in the description of this episode that's me done Migan, go ahead get on me enjoy the episode now i'm getting the word not oh you think darkness is your ally cha upset me nasty bitch disgusting wag wag leads you're listening to the funniest podcast in the game with adam dan sensei Carl, and finn shut up finn you good looking big fingered welsh weirdo this is the one and only the now infamous the soon to be legendary have a word go ed get on me <laughs> Have you ever been to a jazz club? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Manchester, Matt and Fred's near the Frog and Bucket. Matt and Fred's. It was a, it was a jazz club on. Cool. And uh, they were pretty annoyed when we went in there and didn't sit silently and watch the jazz. Yeah. We got a bit drunk and chatted. Pull what? your mic down. Pull my mic down. Yeah. yeah there, there you go. There we go. 
Beautiful. People want to see that beautiful fucking face, kid. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So one, so yeah. Um, didn't particularly enjoy it. Could tell it was quite good. Not really into jazz. Got bollocked, and then realized I was the twat that we whinge about at comedy clubs. Yeah. I was the punter in jazz that I hate in comedy. Now I'm like, my comedy talk. Right. Okay. So I went to one of the most famous jazz clubs in the world, the Blue Notes Jazz Bar. Nice. Um, uh, uh, right near the Comedy Cellar in New York City. And they wouldn't play Bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. I, know I, was ve- I was very, very, very respectful. Right? <laughs> we sat there and we clapped when other people clapped. <laughs> Genuinely, and I mean this, I don't know for sure whether I witnessed greatness or the night where the retards have a go. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. It's the same. What night of the week was it? Friday night. Oh, no, we're not doing retard no. Friday. <laughs> they just go, that's got Tuesday written all over it. Honestly, right. I'm sure these guys, the the lead guy was called DJ Logic, right? Right, DJ Logic, and it was called DJ Logic and Friends. So he had the the saxophonist. Is that the right word? Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was some old, older black gentleman on the on the saxophone, and then he had a drummer. Now, right, the the drummer for the entire so the back wall, and we were sat right against the back wall, is partly mirrored. So it's like mirrored, but with bits of leather going through it. So there's bits of mirror you can see and bits where you can't see, right? Sexy. The entire show, the drummer was just checking himself out, but he really fucking fancied himself. He's like, Detective. and he's like literally just, he's like looking at himself, like checking out his drum skills, right? They had a bass player called uh, Mono Sutton. Mono Neon, which sounds like a Pokemon, but it isn't. And he had, he wore an entire suit made out of multicolored quilts that he'd made himself. And apparently he's amazing. Oh, there he is. Have you got him up? Yeah, is he a, is he a young guy? Have got the telly on? Uh, telly on? So Dan can see. Like, honestly, I'm, I, if anyone's into jazz and they know these guys, I'm, I'm the victim in this story. I'm the idiot in this story, okay? Right? That's pretty much what he looked like, but he had a quilted suit on. And then they had a guy... <laughs> <laughs> they had a man on the piano... Who looked like the the tall, smackhead black girl from uh, Orange Is the New Black? The ones with the missing teeth. He looked like her. Um, and honestly, I've never been to jazz before. I went because I was like, went in Rome, right? So it sounded to me like they were all having an argument using their instruments, <laughs> <laughs> right? It was like they were all like, right, I, I'm going to tell you why I'm pissed off at you through the medium of the saxophone. <laughs> like, there's no way you can tell me that saxophone players aren't just blowing into the bottle. They'd, he was just going, <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> but the absolute peak of this, right? So at the end, uh, he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out tonight. See DJ Logic and friends. We got my man Mono Neon. We got this guy on the drums. We got this. And then he went, We got some special guests, ladies and gentlemen. So he brought one guy to play the piano. Famous jazz player, apparently. Did really well, I'm sure. Then he brought a rapper on. Right? I'm not going to name the rapper. I'll name the rapper. His name was Kosher Deals. 
right? He was a Jewish guy. When he first got on stage, I thought he looked 12. You go on his Instagram, he's at least 63. Like, he, he had not a cowboy, like a massive trilby on, right? And I'm sure he's a great rapper, but he did a freestyle. And Finn could have done better. No offence, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a freestyle rapper? Go, go for it. Go on. What was it about? What was what about? Oh, it was rap. about everything, Finn. This was genuinely, and I, you're going to think... Are you going to attempt to freestyle rap try it, yeah. Good God, Finn. <laughs> you are not a 63-year-old black Jewish guy. Oh, this guy was white. All oh, right. Kosher deals. Oh, I thought he was a black Jewish guy. No, that was the saxophonist, but he wasn't Jewish. He was black. He was a white Jewish rapper. Yeah. Right. He was only getting gigs in, in jazz clubs. No. He's spelled K O S. That's he's, just a Jewish it's, supermarket. It's, it's, <laughs> 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 so uh, there's an A at the end of kosher, like kosher. Kosher. <laughs> no, no, just the A. Oh my god. And deals is spelled Dills. D I L L Z. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's the first person that comes up under the. But they're all like verifying. They've all got huge followings. They look quite good. Yeah. This was his freestyle rap. Today's Friday, tomorrow's Saturday, then comes Sunday. Monday and Tuesday next, then Wednesday. Then if we're lucky, we all get paid. Oh. That's it. That's clever. That's the days of the week and then payday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If we're lucky, we get paid. Because sometimes the off. owner of this club doesn't bother. Yeah. Uh... I'm trying to be Fox and rap at the same time. I'm getting a rhythm in my head. Uh, I can't wait to get paid. First of the month. Every day. There you go. Better. What is it with fucking days of the week? Oh, you gagged. You gagged. Yeah. Oh, that's like this. We just did that. Oh, we'll get to I'm that. I'm a kid. better saxophonist with my mouth than this guy was with his thing. No, do you know what? They were all probably really good, but it was one of the worst nights of my life. Jazz How much did it cost to get in? $70. Each? No. Oh, still. Right. So $35. What's that? 25, 30 quid? Yeah. Oh, that's an expensive ticket. The bar was cheap, though. What? Bar was cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One pound shots. Was oh, it? Like, <laughs> pound as well. 50p Jaeger ones, but it wasn't the real one. It was like the Tesco Red Bull. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it, like, honestly, I'm sure jazz is good, but I don't like it. <laughs> I went to jazz night. In Sounds like shit. a bag of bollocks. But do you know, as a, as a comedian, you don't want to, like, disrespect artists because I've got no idea. Like, it's, it's obviously to some, like, everyone else was really enjoying it, but my good God. I felt like if I was in the other room and you were like, oh, um, someone's trying to steal that guy. If you tried to steal the guy's saxophone and he refused to stop playing it, it would sound no different. Right. <laughs> someone's literally trying to nick his instrument. Someone's off. throwing the instruments down the stairs again. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> the show has started. Yeah, I love it that you thought they were all having an argument. That's amazing. <laughs> That's how musicians bicker. Passive aggressive, like. Oh, right, well, at least you did it. It's one of them, in it? Tick it off. Yeah. Tick it off. The one in Manchester was very low-key, not nearly as many mentally ill people, mm. just a grumpy old Mancunian jazz guy, and it was all just very soft jazz. That seems like it... I don't know jazz, but that 
if there's guys with, you know, quilt suits on <laughs> and Jewish guys with huge trilbies, I think that might There's be like... got hundreds of thousands of Instagram yeah. followers, though. Like, that Mono Neon apparently is a phenomenal bass player. So like, they, he's known. Right. Oh, Finn knows one of his songs. Oh, oh, a bass Finn. player's song. Yeah, Women, Water and Weed. It's an absolute tune. Yeah, That's apparently he's brilliant. Yeah. And to be honest with you, yeah, he didn't really get involved much. He was like bassist players aren't really, you know, they don't really they do don't much. Count. They're just there going, boom. They're basically just Big Ben. I could play bass. That's famous. I could play bass. If you've ever been to London, that's how Big Ben sounds. I could play bass. Someone's doing the bells wrong. So that's not 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to disrespect the bass players, right? But, you know, like with COVID and stuff, everyone's getting COVID at the minute. I feel like if I went to like any big band and they were like, right, we're going to have to cancel the show, guys. Just turned out that the bass player's got COVID and he's dead backstage. So we, <laughs> we shot him because no one else wants to catch it. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't fast COVID. It was COVID-related murder yeah, yeah. Yeah. for the team. So unless unless someone can play bass, I feel like I could get up and do it and nobody would know any different. Just you slapping the bass? Do, 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 got a guitar do, there. I suppose it's kind of bassy. Do you do, want to try and play that? Do, We've seen him in a music studio. Yeah, I suppose. I played the ass piano. You did. You, you could play the ass bass and it would not sound any <laughs> Ladies and gents, we've got some special guests tonight. We've got Adam Rowe, who's one of the best ass piano players <laughs> you'll ever go to see. That'd be sick, though. You're gone, Pop. You'd pay to watch that. The ass piano. Uh, what else did you get up to in New York? It's good to have you back, by the way, kid. Thank you very much. He's back. He's back. Liam, he's back. Um, <laughs> what else did we get up to? Went to Chicago. Genuinely one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. A musical you didn't like? It was, it now was, we're talking. Have you seen it? Fuck off. Have you seen the film or the thing? Uh, and you enjoyed it? Yeah. Oh, no, it was genuinely the worst thing I've ever seen in my I entire life. Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Yeah, he wasn't in this one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Is he not? No. Like, it was... The, the set doesn't change at all. There was no effort. Got it. it felt... I, the, what didn't help is the very next day, I went to see Moulin Rouge. And Moulin Rouge was incredible. Yeah, I saw your pictures of that. And side by side, it made Chicago look like the special needs kids' school play. Might have been. That's Adam's go-to, isn't it? Didn't like this. <laughs> Think they might be special, so <laughs> clap along. Good for you. Good for you. And you spelled Chicago right. Well done. <laughs> Is it Tuesday? What nice this? I can't believe you didn't go and see Lion King. You love Lion King. And that's like huge on Broadway. Uh, we booked Chicago because it was the only one available on the day. And Moulin Rouge was a bit surprise from right. Samantha. So um, I'm thinking about taking Etta down to the West End. Me and her. Leave it there. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> go like, make it. You can make it anywhere. Um, and uh, going to watch like Lion King or Matilda. And I was like, yeah, it's going to cost what? On the train from Chester? Not tons. Had a look at the little hotels. Go down on the Saturday morning, go and watch the show, come back, had a look. Rooms, 120 quid. I was like, this is really nice. This is doable. Had a look at uh, some of the Saturday night prices for Matilda. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's £130 yeah. a ticket 
for the decent seats, but it's all right. You can save money with one of the cheap seats at the back. They're just 74. Now, <laughs> I know things are doing well, but I'm like, I need her to be about 19 years old before. I need her to be able to fully appreciate everything, not just be like, it was nice and there was colours. That is a lot, isn't it? How much was Chicago? Uh, not that bad, maybe. Uh, I mean, it was not good. It was like $120 a ticket, I think. Jesus. Broadway's like that, though. It's insane. Yeah, I I don't know what, where my head was. I honestly thought, I thought tickets for the West End would be like, you know, that'll pay 50 quid each. 150, 160 in some of the good seats. She must have some pocket money saved up. She doesn't have West End tickets. She's like, we gave her a bit of, she got a bit of money for Christmas and within three days, she's definitely my daughter. She was like, can we go to Home Bargains? And then she walked around like fucking Rick Ross just dropping. <laughs> it was fucking great. In Home Bargains? She went she to Home Bargains. No, because there's a toy section <laughs> in. Oh, the I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks she was just going, daddy, daddy, we need wet wipes. <laughs> wet Hang wipes and dental. <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> no, there's a toy section, and she's just yeah. she just was like, "Can I afford that? That that?" And just started grabbing everything and just blitzed it. Um, yeah, I just don't think uh, I, I'm I am going to do it, but it was a, just a bit of a shocker. Moulin Rouge was amazing. I mean, you put pictures up of Moulin Rouge, and that looked fucking amazing. It was illegal that picture as well. It's got a little card on the way and said, "No photography is prohibited by law." And I was like, "Law my ass, Shh, done." Oh, what a great reason to go to prison, that is. What are you in for? <laughs> Tell them shit Murder. Up. What are you in for? <laughs> Sorry, it's a bit harsh. What are you in for? Took a picture at the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> wow, that's not as good. <laughs> good night, baby blue. And then Flagrant 2, mate. Ah, oh. ah, oh, Rowie Bags. That felt great. Tell you what was, was cool. This is what's cool, right? Like, obviously, doing all right as a comedian over here. Which so. you are doing pretty right? good. We're doing okay. But to be able to turn up in New York for a part birthday trip, part work thing, and do the two biggest comedy clubs and two of the biggest podcasts and then just get off and be like, see you soon. And they're like, yeah, you can come back whenever you want. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. To be able to just like, I'm just a fucking little fat lad from Duffy. Do you know what I mean? I'm sat there on one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And he asked me, they both asked me to do it. Like I asked to do the comedy clubs, but they asked me to do these things. They were like, do you want to come and do this for us? I was like, yeah. I've never seen Flagon and what's the vibe like compared to us? It's not. A million miles away. So they started as a basketball podcast. It's called Flagrant 2, No Easy Buckets. That was the full title initially. Um, oh, F Flagrant Foul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they just stopped doing that. Well, they still, no, they still do sports. So the way they do their show is like Mark, one of their producers. So they've essentially got a, Mar a, a Carl and a Finn. They timestamp it. They do timestamp it. So Mark has sort of prepped a load of topics to talk about. So that, and... It's really good the way they sort of run their YouTube because they have the main thing and then they've got their clips channel and the clips sort of go out the same time as the episode does on the clips channel because it's literally just taken from the episode and uploaded. Like, nothing else needs doing to it apart from, like, the graphics that fly in. And Schultz is really good at talking about current affairs, having an opinion on it, making it fun and making it interesting. Yeah. So like, that's what they do. They'll he doesn't go get bogged down with, like, no, he's, he's, he's very good at 
opinionated while making it funny. Mm. So what they do is they'll go, right, what we're doing next, Mark, and he'll go, oh, have you heard about Novak Djokovic refusing to take the vaccine and uh, he he might get kicked out? And then they literally talk about that for as long as they want to talk about it, and then he'll go, right, what's next? But then that becomes the clip, and it becomes the timestamp in the episode. It's really good the way they do it. It was just fun, just easy to be funny on. The amount of podcasting we've done over here just makes it so easy to be like, tell you what was interesting, because we have a, a, quite a lot of the time on this on this podcast, we have a guest in, and sometimes me and you just go off on one, and they just have to sit there and wait, right? Because you know me, and I know you, and no guest, even our best, even people we were better friends with before we started this, can sit there and join in on that. Because they haven't got the reps of, like, we, we've talked about it, like strike partnership before. I know when you're making a run and to play the pass and stuff like that. And the people that have tried to tune in and go over us, you're like, you you almost want to pause it and go, chill. Yeah. We've got it. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to do the heavy lifting. But there's a couple of moments on Flagrant where they had that. And I was just like, I've got my thing. I know what joke I'm about to make. Do, do you think? And then I'll be ready. Yeah, we. I saw some great comments going, I, I watch it and fucking... Very rarely does anyone go on and have that much chemistry and bring big laughs as well. Yeah. So you obviously held was, your own. It was really, really, really When fun. Schultz went, who's your uh, co-host on that? And you were like, oh, it's have a word. And he was like, no, no, who'd you do it with? And you were like, Dan Nightingale. I was in my fucking living room in shitty Sorgle in Cheshire. I went, come on! Get together, fucking! Yes, I had this little moment like, come on, Adam, you fucking beauty! Don't know why that was so cool. In the one of the most important studios... In podcasting in the world, I'd reckon Schultz's flagrant studio, uh, Joe Rogan's Austin studio, Tom Segura and Christina Pizitsky have got your mom's house and then us. Their studio, yeah. Absolutely, their studios in that And list. then I'm in a living room in Sorghal going, fucking let's go on, Schultz. I think Jamie Hutchinson felt he was in the bath with his nan. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned him. Yeah, that was cool. And then what was- someone was like, I came here for the moan. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I um the the comedy clubs were great. On my birthday on the eleventh, I did Gotham Comedy Club. And the lineup was a girl called Emma, and forgive me, I forget her surname, she was really good. Andrew Schultz and another guy called Godfrey, who I was talking to Chris Millhouse, who books that show and hosts it. You know the name? Yeah. He's been in a lot, you'd know him like Yeah. yeah. But he's apparently one of the best comics in New York. Like, he just... Um, he's but, been mentioned on, on pods. Yeah. That I, yeah, yeah. Like, nigh on unfollowable. And I was... So the show went... Host goes up. Emma on first. Schultz on second. Super. Me on third. And then Godfrey. So I'm sandwiched between... And th they were there for Schultz. Like, Chris told me that. He was like, oh, we... I asked Schultz to do this the other day. We were a bit low on ticket sales. It sold out instantly. That's the pull and power he's got. And... I had a really good set, but Schultz did to New York three levels above what I can do to Liverpool. And what was amazing about it was watching two... He, he joked about every race in the room, and the, the room is so diverse. There's black guys, Asian guys, Hispanic guys, white guys, and women of all those denominations as well. And two people walked out, two middle-class posh white women. This is racist. I want my money back. And they were like, just get the fuck out. And... At Gotham Comedy Club, all the door guys, all of them are either ex-police or private detectives. All of them. And Schultz told me the story. He was like, he got a coffee off one of them. And he's like, oh, they're so great in here. He said, see that guy over there, the one who should give me the coffee. He, he said, I was there a, he had a couple of months ago. 
and there was a guy in who just was ruining the show and refusing to leave. And so two of them went over to throw him out. They're like ex police guys. And the guy pulled a knife out and really calmly the policeman went, <laughs> You brought that to a gunfight for? And he just put it away. <laughs> Left. <laughs> <laughs> Different fucking world. Yeah, it was it was an expi- I tell you what was really funny. I'm not going to name this guy, but one comic tried to fuck me over over there. Is it? Yeah. So, oh, is it? <laughs> right. So, I uh, very fortunately got some spots at the Comedy Cellar, which is, you know, that's a big thing over there. That's the store. It's the one. Yeah, it's the one. And although Gotham looked Unbelievable. Well, Gotham's a lot bigger. Wider. Yeah. Gotham's 300-seater. The The comedy cellar is three of their rooms hold like 70, and one of them holds 140. And what night's, uh, what night's Gotham on? The, I did Gotham on the Tuesday. Right. And it was full because Schultz was on. Oh, wow. Is Gotham on every night? Yeah. They're all open pretty much every night. Right, yeah. Because um, why wouldn't you? If you've got a comedy club, you just open it all the time. Makes yeah, sense. Especially with those... You've got 12 million people that live in and around you. Keep yeah. them open. So the first thing that struck me at the Comedy Cellar was the lineup. So I, I got I got given three spots at the Comedy Cellar. I got given Wednesday, I got given Friday, and Saturday night. And when I say night, I mean night, night. So Friday night, I was actually on a quarter past 12 Saturday morning. And Saturday night, I was meant to be on at 10 to 2. Sunday morning. It's really late show. And all three of my spots were supposed to be in the Fat Black Pussycat Bar. <laughs> which is upstairs, is it? It's above the Village Underground, which is round the corner from the original Comedy Cellar. They're right. all within yeah, yeah. 30 seconds walking distance, essentially. But the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge is essentially... You're not properly in yet, but we'll book you. Right? Yeah. It's like the... The under-23s. Yeah, it's the, it's the let's see, room. I was there, but you still go and hang out in the Olive Tree Bar above the original Comedy Cellar before you go and do your spot. That's where everyone's there. So I go there on the Wednesday. And in that room was Cypher Sounds, who does a lot of work with Dave Chappelle, does a lot of work over here with the likes of Mo Gilligan and Gus Khan. Really, really sound guy. He's a DJ. He did a DJ and, on stage with Chappelle, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Um, so he's he's there. And the lineup was Dan Soda. Do you know Dan Soda? Heard of him, Dan Soda. Phenomenal. Colin Quinn. Qu- who's like an, a walking legend, isn't he? A literal, everyone looks up to him. He's the, and not to disrespect Mick Ferry, he's the Mick Ferry of New York. Every comic is like, he's amazing and he, he helped me a bit and he's got so much stuff, but he's put Netflix specials out and yeah. everything. If you've seen uh, Trainwreck, he plays Amy Schumer's dad in Trainwreck. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, he gets referenced on American podcasts like a true legend, and everyone's got a Colin Quinn impression as well. Yeah. Like he's really had an influence on it, and he's still going, still yeah. doing it. Yeah. So you've got Dan Soda, Colin Quinn, Ronnie Cheng, Chris Stefano, Chrissy D. All on one bill. Right. Cypher Sounds. I and love Chrissy D. I was, I was literally sat there like... When was the last time a comedy club in the UK had a lineup like that that wasn't a charity gig? It's just the closest I would imagine 
is some of the top secret nights that happen that you've talked about where maybe Jack Whitehall and Sean Walsh and you have been Dropping. down. Yeah. And it's been a, yeah. The well, culture they, these were is all listed. totally different. These were all listed. These were all, oh yeah, it's it's Wednesday night and I'm at the cellar. And You all, circuit gig in town and you tour in the rest of the country. Is that how they see it? Essentially. If you're in New York, yeah. that's where you do your bread and butter. Yeah. Like Gaffigan goes to Gotham, doesn't he? Yeah. I've heard Gaff- He was there literally at the show I did. The show I did at Gotham's called Comedy Juice. Right. It's run by a guy called Chris Millhouse. He's a comic. He's dead sound. I've met him before, and he's the one who put me on. Gaffigan was on the exact week before me. Yeah. So he's he's mentioned that. And then he goes and sells 3,000-seater theatres in every other bit of America. Yeah. But because he lives in New York, he just nips yeah. down to Gotham. Yeah, you got to f- it's their home club. It's where they work their stuff out. It's that sort of thing. That's so different from here. Yeah. So uh, that happens on the Wednesday. I did the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge and there was 10 people in on the Wednesday. Right. And they were like, that should have been cancelled. And I was like, well, do you know what? They, for 10 people, they were as nice as 10 people as you can ever get watching stand-up. It felt like doing a fringe show on a bad day, right? But it was also the 5th of January. So not a lot of people got out in that first week. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, that goes away. And for- also COVID's going fucking bananas over there, isn't it? Yeah, we'll talk about COVID in a bit. Because it's so weird, the difference in how people behave in New York compared to over here. Okay, cool. Like, the information people have been given, it's so different. Right. Um, Friday night, fat black pussycat bar again, but it's full. And I'm on a quarter past 12, and it was great, and I had a really great set, and I come off. And all the other comics like, fuck me, you're good. You know what you're doing. But, you know, for me, I had really good sets, but it was quite weird on stage. I was like, it's slightly inconsistent. It wasn't like it was medium. It was big, big laughs and then a couple of murmurs. And you're like, what is that? Because that I'm not used to that at all. And I figured that out. It's because they can't understand every word I'm saying. As much as I'm softening my accent, there's bits there missing and there's little tiny references. Every gig, I was as good as the person who went before me or better. Every gig. And sorry to everyone I followed. But I... I no, don't... Yeah, better. I was having good sets. But th- for me, I was like, that didn't land the way it's supposed to. And it was when I did Gotham and Schultz come up to me and he was like, that was fucking brilliant. Went, but there's a couple of... Re-. He went, you're just a couple of references away from, like, being completely indistinguishable from what I did. And I was like, well, that's not true. Um, it's happened to me in New Zealand. You're on stage, everything's going well. And they're better with the accent because mine's softer than yours. And they're more used to English accents because they watch more... English TV. Yeah. And you'd be going really well, really well, really well. And then you'd just get to a line that you thought was fucking, you'd say something like, and this isn't, I don't mean this, but crackers or something like, and they have a different name for it. Yeah. And then it just, the, the bit goes, dunk. You're like, ah, it's the weirdest feeling. It's like you've just stepped in a pothole or something. It was never on a punchline. It was a couple of the build up laughs got lost. And that's noticeable when you're used to them being there. But it was still good. So then, on the side, were you slowing down as well? Because like, you're used to playing different places. You're yeah, pl- yeah. used to playing in the UK, where they're like <coughs> it's a very strong accent. But yeah. were you tuning it down? And yeah, 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 yeah. I naturally do that anyway. Um, the Saturday comes around, right? Me and Sam went to see Chicago. Went to a place called the Summit One Vanderbilt, which was like it's a, a building that only got finished building last year. And it essentially gives you the same view as the Empire State Building, but you can also see the Empire State Building. 
So it's sort of competing for, with, and there's also art installations in there as well. It was fucking great. But then I went home for a nap because I was like, I'm meant to be on stage at 10 to 2 and I'm tired now at 7 o'clock. Right. So we went for tea and I think we got back about 9 or 10 and I was like, right, I'll have a couple of hours and then I'll go to work. Because it's so I, bizarre. I just had to do it. Yeah. I get to, so I'm meant to be on at 1.50 a.m. Got to the cellar at 1. Ordered a coffee and I'm just sat there. And then the, the show manager for that room comes over and goes, Adam, what are you doing? You're Adam, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. They were like, they've been looking for you around the corner for like 45 minutes. And I was like, what? Why? And like you do in the Village Underground, which is the bigger room. It's their biggest room. I was like, what the fuck? So I checked the sheet and I'd been edited onto it. And I was like, I haven't been told this. So I run around and I check my emails. But because of American Signal and stuff, I'd got the email, but I hadn't got the push notification. Yep. So they'd said, we're going to move you from the Fat Black Pussycat Room to the Village Underground tonight, the bigger room. You'll be on a 1220 text to confirm. But I hadn't texted to confirm, but they'd still done it. So I'm then late. but And all they've done is they've just put every act that was meant to go on after me, before me. And it's forgivable, isn't it? Yeah, the club was sound about it. Liz, who runs the who show runs, so SD books the comedy seller. Liz, who runs it, was like, "Yeah, don't worry, I've got your number now." Because I texted and was like, "Look, I've got your number." I, I actually already had Liz's number from last time I was there. She just didn't remember me, and I was like, "Got it." And she's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm gonna watch it. You go up." That was after I'd been stood at the in like the little bar area waiting to go on. <sighs> I smell a rat coming. <laughs> it's exciting. The show manager comes over, right? And uh, he's like, how's it going? I was like, yeah, it's a bit confusing. He went, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, he's like, you're up next. You're going up after him. I was like, great. The guy on was fucking brilliant as well. He was, he, he just had a really good way on stage. I really enjoyed watching him. I'll tell you a couple of his jokes when we go into the break. The compere then comes over to the guy who's running the show and me with Godfrey. Now, Godfrey had just, he, he was waiting to go on for later, do you know what I mean? And I watched Godfrey twice, and this guy's a fucking murderer, and he's so sound. I met him <laughs> twice, he's so sound. But watching him on stage, I was like, what? The combat comes over and goes, um, he goes, In New York, what? <laughs> yeah. The combat comes over and goes to the show manager, uh, so I'm going to put Godfrey on next, and then him. And the show manager goes, no, no, he's on next, and he goes, no, he can wait. He can wait. He was late. He can wait. He can wait. The show manager goes, uh, I don't know about this. He goes, no, I'm putting Godfrey on. And then him. And then Liz comes out and goes, what's going on? Like the show, the actual like manager of the place. And he goes, uh, who's up next? And Liz goes, Adam. And then Godfrey. And he goes, oh, right, right, right. Oh, just throwing his weight around. And then he uh, went, but not with the boss. What has cunt? And he went to me, you understand, right? You understand? You're an entertainer. You were late. You get it. And I went, I know exactly what you were trying to do, mate. Yeah. Ah, uh, you little bitch. And then he brought me on, and I had a really, really, really good set. And afterwards, he was really nice to me. And he's like, here's my card. Let me know if you ever back out here. And I was like, ah, ah mate. yeah, you're a con. You tried to bet. You tried to make me follow who I found out after watching him and, and listening to other people talk about him, who is widely considered one of the top three comics in New York. You met, You tried to make me go on after that guy. Right. Because I was a bit late. Because you're just one of them insecure cunts who doesn't like a name they don't know. <laughs> Basically, and we know those cunts over here, are dead sound to people who they think are important or can help them and really dismissive 
of anyone that they deem not worthy of their attention. And it is one of the giveaway traits of a cunt, isn't it? So and then as soon as you've gone on, he's basically, you've gone on and he's gone, oh, wow, this guy's good. Hey, here's my card. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Pussy. Oh, mate. We've got more to talk about, but I can smell food. Yeah, the food's here. Yeah. Is it food here? Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Oh, sweet. See you in a sec. Adam, get off your phone. We're going to do a Manscaped app. I'm reading what they want us to say. All right, we'll crack on. Hello, ho, 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 gentlemen. The holiday season is upon us. And this week's episode, like many others, is brought to you by our partners at Manscaped.com. They've just released a body wash and a shampoo that goes on top of the Performance Package 4.0, including the lawnmower. This is the best in below-the-belt grooming for men worldwide. And with this podcast... You get a bit of discount and free shipping worldwide with the promo code WORD20. They do. <laughs> they do. Dan's a great help with that bit. You shave your balls, your missus will smoke at the pipe with the face a little bit more often. And she could use it to trim the pum-pum. She can. And there's the weed whacker. You can shove that up your nose. You won't have hairy nose or earstrals anymore. And her ass. And her asshole. Shave her <laughs> asshole. Shave everything you can possibly find hair on in your house. Shave the cat. You can do whatever you want with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code WEIRD20. In all seriousness, these products are the absolute dog's shaving bollocks and they make a perfect Christmas present. So go and get yourself some stuff right now and enjoy the rest of the episode. Peace. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do. I think he was the next next guest on Jazz Night, then. Yeah. <laughs> I did something wrong. Oh, Ishan, what a fucking boy he was. Doing the Asian voice made me think of Ishan Egbert. Yes. He was a fucking... Lock-in's live now, by the time this goes out. Yeah. Oh, not a Patreon, you should sign up. The- I wasn't at this one. But from a distance, it looked like absolute chaos. Yeah. So if you're a uh, public pube, thank you. Thanks for your support. But there's more support you can give. You can sign up to the Patreon, which is the best deal in world Patreon. I'm there now. Yeah. I took a little bit of Pound for pound, we are the best Patreon on the planet. It is. It's it's a lot, mate. Pound for pound, we're the best podcast on the planet. Pound for pound, I'm the most handsome man on the planet. Pound. Pound for pound. Pound. I I don't think there's another man more handsome than me at my exact weight. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pound for pound, you have the biggest dick. I don't know why I'm thinking about the poundage pound of your dick. Pound for pound, everyone's got the same size dick. Oh, that's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> pound for pound, I haven't got a small little dick. Because everyone's... My little red rocket. You're in the fly dick division. <laughs> oh, I stumbled oh, on that. You stumbled on my dick. <laughs> Surely feather dick's better. Sign up to the Patreon, <laughs> you <laughs> absolute fucking pound for pound pyob. <laughs> The lock-in is unreal. Jamie H, Jamie Hutchinson gets troll drunk. That yeah. was literally like he was going, who's clip-clopping on my bridge? It was horrific to watch. Know, just getting him to sit up from that couch after the record, he sort of came up and then he's like banging down against it. He was trying to get his charger from the corner of the room. I thought he meant his coat. His coat was in the corner and he was trying to articulate, I need to get my charger. And he was going... No! No, my thing! My thing! He left a jumper as well. Did you see what Ishan Was he tw- drunker tweeted? than Max was oh. when st- when he came on? No, but that's not possible. No, so so <laughs> Max was stupid drunk and like on the pod. 
Jamie was drunk and then we just had sort of 10 minutes of chilling after we stopped recording. And that was when Jamie just fell off a cliff. And he, he got tweet. back to the pre he got back to the Premier Inn. Finn, you love Premier Inns. And uh, Roncon, Isham was really good because me and Finn were getting a back taxi back to to Chester, and because uh, we're seeing each other, and um, it's nice and it? it's good news. And Adam <laughs> goes away. Stop fucking Finn. It's amazing. It's weird. Didn't like him before. Now I'm banging him. Um, pound for pound. That's what I do. And yeah, they got to the Premier Inn. Pound them for a pound. A pa yeah, a pound. Stop it, Finn. <laughs> and uh, just give him Mike. Give him oh. a dick. Stop. Stop it. And uh, the woman at the uh, reception said to Ishan, just asking, is your friend really drunk or does he have cerebral palsy? Because if it's the latter, I've got to log it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how drunk he fucking was. Yeah. He was cerebral palsy. You were playing tennis. You were playing, his, here's a ridiculous story. And Ishan would go, okay, there's a more ridiculous story. And Jimmy would go, okay. <laughs> and they just played tennis for three hours. <laughs> it was very good. Three so hours. sign up. It's available at patreon.com slash have a word pod. What was it? You nailed it. What was it? Patreon. Shabba shabba. Patreon.com slash. Oh, we've got to get that website. You haven't heard your new song yet? You want to play it today then? Yeah. Do you want to do it after the New York, New Yorks? Yeah, yeah. I just want to hear it. I feel like we've got more to... We've got more to hear about. More thread. That Knicks game looked fucking amazing as well. We were at the game of the season, apparently. Nice. So the Knicks were 25 points down and they won at the buzzer. So I, I, I'll i be into basketball for the rest of my life now because it was that good. It's such a fast, free-scoring sport. But for those who don't know, you know when the clock runs down on a game of, like, footy? Wherever the ball is on the pitch, the game's over. In basketball... If you've shot before it hits zero, that shot still counts. So they, like, it It was dead tied at 105 to 105. And someone called a timeout or it went out of play or whatever. And there was 1.5 seconds left on the clock. And the Knicks had the ball. So what they've got to do in that situation is just throw it to someone who just goes for it. And they did it and they got it. Oh, and nice. the place fucking erupted. That was great. Who are they playing? What? Who, who? Boston. Oh my god! Biggest like... rivals. Oh, that <laughs> oh, was insane. Celtics. Amazing. What's the atmosphere like in the? Like, is it is when it... they were losing? Like Goodison Park, toxic <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> oh no, Goodison's like a meadow. Oh, <laughs> oh doesn't like, like a... jokes about Everton. <laughs> <laughs> the shite. Yeah. Um, well, at least the Knicks only got one trophy in their glory years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, when when they won, like, quite the noise in there. It was sick. And what's everyone around you? Is it like, are they, I don't know, my, I just think. Well, it's so expensive. So I imagine there's some people near us who I was like, you, like, you, you found these tickets, didn't you? You you didn't pay what we paid for these, right? And then, and that's right, fine because they look rough. Yeah, and then there's people there who saved up all year to get that one ticket. Maybe, yeah. And then there's like we were in quite good seats. It and they're bringing beers round. You can like the the what's it called the concourse. The concourse. The amount of options for food. There's like an Asian restaurant, a burger joint. To, like there's everything there. You can get anything you want. Uh, got myself a bit of merch. I'm a Knicks fan now. 
Yeah, it was just fucking great. It's a great, great, great game to be at. What's quite interesting Celtics is that... Fa- Celtics fans anywhere, or yeah, is it all right next just, to us? And yeah, they're there's just, no segregation whatsoever. No, there's not in the just States. Like you got a ticket? In you come. What's and the... I don't know why they don't I really it. love that. In the, uh, you see it in the NFL. I don't watch the NBA. I cannot get into another American sport because I can't give up any more time to sport. But you see them in the stadium, and there's like, Chargers are playing the Raiders, and like the Raiders score, and the Raiders fans are like, way! And the Chargers fans like, in camera going, Boo! <laughs> hey, boo to you, guy. You're like, whoa, got fucking edgy there, guys. Yeah. What's the Knicks song? Go, Knicks. Do, 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 do. What's the song? Yeah. It's the... Knicks! Knicks! Always believe in yourself. <laughs> Score loads of baskets tonight. Beat Boston. Or whoever we're playing. Oh, that was good. The, the, song, the song matched the team, didn't it? Uh, luckily because on the game. other nights yeah. <laughs> beat Boston oh, whoever oh, we're playing tonight score all, all the goals yeah. you're big tall black men apart from that one <laughs> was it a white one <laughs> Whitey McWillaby mm. hey. the guy who scored 30 points for the Knicks that night is called something Fournier and he's French Ooh. yeah he was white white as fuck actually uh, pardon? <laughs> Can you say that? White, white as fuck. Can you say yeah. that of the other How? What? I don't. Like I told you. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was. Would you? How? S- would you say black as fuck? No, I wouldn't. No, I don't. No, don't I'm think you would. Stop trying to get this podcast cancelled, Carl. I'm, what are you doing? It was yeah, a quest. Are you offended on behalf of the Aryan race? <laughs> you know full well you can't say what you just said. Stop being the guy that says the things that you can't say. It's a question. Oh, you know. White as fuck, though. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not offended to you. What? Well, I am now that you're saying it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, but it's white on white. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about white on white. Uh, Danny white... doesn't look anything like you. <laughs> Why is he? <laughs> he does. Why is he? <laughs> Turn tally on. Is there anything that makes him white, or is it just because everyone else is black? I think in contrast. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. He stood out. Yeah. <laughs> he looks mixed race. No, he's not. He looked like a milky bar in a bag of Maltesers, do you know what I mean? Yeah. How did it you make... out. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look! Look at that picture! <laughs> Finn slithered in, so you are. God, he does look white as fuck. What about the man next to him? He looks like a really good player. <laughs> what merch did he get? Uh, For got... some reason, I feel the need to ask you money all the time. Like, and how much was it? <laughs> like, I fucking like, uh, I paid a hundred and twenty dollars for a, a a zip up. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a memory as well, isn't it? Yeah, one of the best nights of the holiday. Yeah, yeah. Is a boozing, proper boozing going on? But it's yeah, all... I had about ten beers at the game. I right. was probably I had the most fun at that. Right. Woo! It was great. So and we went to a lot of. I tell you what was interesting out there. We mentioned it before the COVID thing because we went to a lot of. Sam booked a lot of speakeasies for us to go. Like cool, the coolest bars out there are speakeasy themed, and that's great. I love that sort of stuff. I'd rather be in a good bar like that than a club. And I had some amazing cocktails. I drank a lot of rum old fashions, like a lot. But what's quite interesting is going to a bar speakeasy themed. And for those who don't know what those bars are, they're. They're based on the time of prohibition in America where drinking alcohol was illegal and there was little secret places you could go to drink with people. In That's the, what they're based on. In the 90s. It's a different time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In 1996. This was 1996. I wasn't in a speakeasy, Dan. 
till 97. <laughs> from before. But what's really funny to me in these strange times we live in is going to a little door that's got no sign on it, but you know it's the right one, and you knock on it, and you've booked online, right? And you knock, and a little guy comes down and goes, how can I help you? And he, he's literally opened it a crack like that. You know, like when your mum, when like the, the provident loan man came around to collect the money when you were a kid? Let me just remember. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want? So you go, and you go, oh, we've got a, we'd like to come in for a drink. And then he goes, have you got a booking? Yeah. What's the name? It's this. What's the password? You have to get a password with your booking. Right? You can't just say you had a booking. Right? I forgot my passport. Right, check your email. You'll have to fucking... But it's quite weird to have that experience and then be asked to put your mask on. Do you know what I mean? Like, to be in a prohibition bar yeah. where against the rules, to be asked to then put your mask on and provide your vaccine passport. Uh, it just sort of ruins the illusion. It turns a good speakeasy into a bad weather spoons quite quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love it, like, what do you want? Uh, I don't know what you got. It's clearly a fucking bar, you bellend. <laughs> I want to come in drinking. Does anyone, like, uh, just advice on restaurants in the local area? <laughs> What do you want? I'm actually looking to do Jeans Reunited. There's one in there's one in town where Judy works there. It's great. Yeah, it only ever happens in the cities, is it, where they're actively trying to avoid people coming and spending money there. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're from a small town, restaurants <laughs> are like, we are a restaurant! Please come and spend money! And then in, like, Manchester, Liverpool, New York, they just places like, shut up. No, what are you? Are you from here? You didn't we're not book online? No, we're a book club. Yeah. Do you remember X directory in Liverpool? Yeah, used to enter through a phone box. It was a lift. Yeah, there's a place in Nottingham that's like a boiler, a boiler place. It's called. I think it's Turn called. It into a bar. It's called the. <laughs> <laughs> I know places. <laughs> I know a boiler shop. Got a really oh, good it, boiler. <laughs> it's called the boiler room, and uh, it looks I know like boiler room. Yeah, it yeah. looks like somewhere where you go in and buy a new boiler. It's very famous. And actually, you go through the little hatch, and it's a speakeasy. Yeah, I think it's a bit hacky. Yeah, I know it's it was cool. I thought that was cool ten years ago. And now, like, I think you're trying too hard to not try hard. You, yeah, you know, like, oh, we've put a fake. It's a boiler shop, <laughs> but every cunt knows about it. So I was like, oh my god, boilers! Ah, no one knows yeah. apart from everyone on TripAdvisor. You cunts. Yeah, that is like that is the weirdest one. Like there was one in New York in a hot dog shop, and it was like if you go through there, that's the sp like that. But like a boiler shop is. That's, yeah, that's the that absolute like, peak of it, isn't have it? Have you been to the orphanage in Liverpool? <laughs> yeah, you actually go through and there's loads of uh, kids without f families and they're crying and there's a kid in the far and you have to sort of pull his hand to the left and then the wall moves. <laughs> it's really cool. Do you know where the best one they, they ask you not to feed the orphans though. because it really <laughs> The leather shop it would be the best, wouldn't it? Oh, that would make so much sense. Yeah. Do you know about the leather shop? Is the, is it, But it's an actual leather shop. So they say. Is it though? Oh, is it? You're just trying to find, <laughs> just pull one bit of leather that there must be a bar behind it. So they, right. Do you know about the leather shop at all? You got any idea about the leather shop? As much as I have about the guy knocking on for the money. No. Right. So in Liverpool Central Station, there's a, a shop called the leather shop. <laughs> and they sell, and I put that in an inverse of comments for a reason, leather jackets. No one. No one's ever been in there. No ever. one. I went in there once and the guy panicked. Because he must have thought I was like the police or something, right? It's a weird little gaff. Yeah. And it's like, do you know if there's ever like a nuclear apocalypse? 
right. right? And they blow up everything. Like the whole world gets decimated. There'll be three things left in Liverpool, <laughs> right? There'll be the leather shop, the Hollywood Bowl on Edge Lane. Oh, yeah. And wherever HMV is now. <laughs> you can't kill it. <laughs> you can't kill HMV. They've survived so many closures. It's a drugs front, but it's not the best drugs front. But like the guy in there. But is it a drugs front? Oh, yeah. But can the- you put the telly on and get it up and show him what, so you can picture it? The guy in there looks like Eshan's great granddad, right? He's just. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> But that photo must have been taken years ago because he's small and hunched over now, right? Nobody. That is still there and it looks exactly like that. Yeah. And it's been there since I was as young as I can remember. Can we go? Huh? I'd <laughs> love to go. Can we go and put it on Patreon? Yeah. And we all have to buy one bit of leather. He yeah. won't have you won't have facilities. Won't have tills. You won't have the facilities to, to buy <laughs> four customers in one day. What's the best drugs front in Liverpool? Oh, the Florida property corner. <laughs> so in Chilwall in Liverpool. Which is quite an affluent area. But it's not. It, it's not, though. Yeah. Called Chilwall. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's where my uh, my granddad and me nan lived when I was a kid. So I spent quite a lot of time there. But um, there's a huge... <laughs> Google this now. There's a huge <laughs> shop. And I mean, it's the size of like two Tesco metros. Right? Yeah. And it is the Florida Property Center, and all it sells <laughs> is properties in Florida. <laughs> As if, like, there's millions of people in Chilwell and Liverpool, like, do you know what I want? I want a fancy for. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well be called We Clean Drug Money. <laughs> Walter White's Florida. Yeah. It's it's, it's so big they like it's almost like they've tried to get a place big enough so they could show you different versions of Florida <laughs> properties. <laughs> it's hilarious that it's still there. Like that to me is a drug dealer going to the police. Have a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a big Curtis Warren, fuck you. No, he's like, la 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 da da da. He's doing something this and he's doing it over there. He's like, oh, hey. And he, he's got like a fucking leather shop over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> too off. What would you do though if you had to, if you had to Ozark it and you had to launder money? What, what I mean, would I mean? Ice cream van. Ice cream van. Brothel, brothel. But how are you? What? That's not. But that's illegal money, isn't it? Exactly. Double bluff. Where would you put the profits from the brothel? Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking doing really well here. Intercom's ice cream van. Yeah. There's an ice cream van with a tax return of two point eight million pounds. <laughs> Four going all that. Your your dodgy account going selling a lot of fucking fags here. But fabs. <laughs> ah. I meant fabs. Did you sell? Did you sell cigarettes ah. though? I think what? Our, our ice cream man sells ciggies. Yeah. Lucy's. I've told you this before. Our ice cream man yeah. sold everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you I, couldn't do I, it I for a comedy club. I off him once. You could, honestly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he sold You've come back from New York, more scouse. <laughs> he sells Florida property as well. Yeah. Yeah, from his from his van. I have a 99. But if you run a brothel with <laughs> your drug money. Fucking bungalow. Then they'll be looking at the brothel. They won't be looking at your drug money. They'll be like, oh, there's that brothel running guy. They won't be like, oh, there's that drug dealer. But you, you still have all the drug money. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> that money's not allowed. So you're just putting not allowed money through not allowed money. 
No. You've still not laundered any money. Me, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> right, hang on. In the However, back, in the back, back of the brothel, there's a chip shop that's doing some fucking amazing trade. Two customers. It sells it's chips to prostitutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This. You just yeah. pull the, the tit of a prostitute and all of a sudden, a Harry Ramsden's opens up. Hey, hey, is this a is this some horny looking Asian dude? Like, hello? Is this a is this a brothel? You're like, yeah, just yank on. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's got a fucking load of chips. Yeah. So you you have you have the real thing. Like you just constantly keep them guessing. I think that's what you do as a drug dealer. You 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 run into many many criminal activities, so they don't know which one to go. Florida property, whoring in the chip shop. It has been expensive chip shop to put speakeasy drug money. I only get six customers a year. HMRC, HMRC have got like the average income of an ice cream van and the average income of a chip shop. Adams ice cream chips, whores. <laughs> Duplexes in <No>. Miami. <laughs> so we fucking go trade 1.7 billion. No, what I'm saying is, right, if you are a criminal, the police <laughs> have got limited resources, haven't they? So if you just run like several hundred criminal enterprises, they can't get you for everything and they'll end up getting you for nothing. Oh, that's what criminals need to do. Run several hundred <laughs> criminal enterprises and just get lost in the weeds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just a criminal once. You need to be a criminal 412 times. Also, at the if, same you, time. if you run several hundred criminal enterprises, you can loan that just small amounts of money through and they'll be like, do you know what? We know we, that, that company's a criminal company, but it's not even worth our time. We'll go after the big fish. When really I am the big fish, I've just split it between many salmon. <laughs> Thank you for that ancient Japanese proverb. Split it between a man and someone. One a big fish, a man and someone. A two chip shops, one knocking shop. <laughs> Florida property. Has anyone ever tried it? No. Therefore, you can't be wrong. Oh, they have, and they've got away with it because it's that good. Mind blown. Couldn't open a comedy club if we were laundering money because Why? we'd be too good at it. I'm not. It's a humble brag, but. If have a word, but like, right, we've got in some, like, it turns out, you know, I had like that issue with drugs and I was like, oh, I'm going to see a counsellor. Actually, I'm 1.8 million in debt to the uh, Chechen Chester drug lords. <laughs> again? Yeah, again. And I'm like, lads, we're going to have to, they've got me in now. They're using, I've got to launder money for them. Otherwise, I'm going to get shot. And knowing your head, you're thinking, oh, well, we're one down. <laughs> Dan's shot. Ishan? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you couldn't do a comedy club because I think we'd run it too well. You need somewhere that's basically taking no money on the door, and you can be like, we made four grand on the door. No, you don't. That's that's the wrong way round. Doesn't it need to be popular so you can No, no, it? no. It needs to be popular so that when you go, oh, everyone bought 50 drinks each, but there was 400 people in, and that's why we've sold this many. If there's no one going in, that's when it looks suspicious. Right. Right. It needs to be busy, and you over-egg the pudding, Dan. Right. You so over-egg. You like put more eggs thing. in the pudding than the pudding is meant to have. You make a really Stop. eggy pudding. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you working in so many... I break a fish, a many salmon, egg in the, egg in the salmon. <laughs> so you'd have a busy laundering company and then just, you know, everyone bought... Not many people know this, but that's what's happened to Woolworths. Woolworths went under because they were doing too well. And for years, people were like, hmm, uh, probably all right. And then they started looking into it. In the so they shut that 
so that the other businesses that they're doing this with pick a mix. So what's Mr. expensive to you? So what's Mr. Leather doing then? If he's a, if he's he has two customers per decade, yeah. how is he a legitimate? Because no one, the police front? don't go in. They're scared. <laughs> There's also a speakeasy, Greg's, in the back of it. Yeah, that's popular. That's popular. Right. They do festive bakes all year round. <gasps> Illegally. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, oh my god, this is so naughty. It's June. I'd have a laundrette proper, like take the piss if I was London money. I'd have a big money, a hand car wash that's the one in it. Yeah. You just wash loads of money, just get loads of Polish people to wash money for piss us. off the Chechens. That's dead fresh. That smell that's got Lenore on it. That money, <laughs> oh, it's lo- this is lovely money. What voice is that? Chechen, <laughs> can you do better? No. <laughs> Um, COVID. That's how you. COVID. I want to know. You clean money. I want to know about what you went in the speakeasy and there's the mask. Yeah, it, when he asked me, he was like, "Could you just put your mask above your nose?" And I was like, "Mate, we're in the rebellious party, aren't we?" They're just fake rebellious, aren't they? The mask thing is so stupid. As so, well. what's everyone like in the states? Because it's people the, are wearing masks outside. The the infection rate is. A woman attacked me lost. in the street. Oh, well, attacked is the wrong word. Good. She ran at me with a handkerchief and pushed me out the way. That is the wrong word. And you opened with jazz clubs. <laughs> you didn't open with another batshit crazy lady. So she had her mask. Most people in the streets have got their mask on. Most. Right. I, I'd say about 70%. And she... They want to hang out in Runcorn where people don't know about masks. She had two masks on. Because that's how it works. And she ran at me like this. Because I didn't have mine on. And she moved me out the way in the street. Oh, the fucking punch that I did. Should have been like, you brought a tissue to a gunfight. <laughs> and then shot her. Should have spat on a tissue. Oh. <coughs> well, that was unnecessary. <laughs> Straight in. Oh, mate. Yeah. They're a bit mad, but the comics aren't. The comics are laughing about it. Like They're all like, this is fucking insane. But every place you needed a vaccine passport to get in, but they didn't check it. They checked your name against your ID, but my passport could have literally just said, I am proper vaccinated, me, you know, go ahead. Give an old, <laughs> give an old fashioned there, girl. This COVID passport is from the leather shop, Liverpool. <laughs> Dead sound, get on me. <laughs> Do you want a pasty? Round the back, any time of year. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's weird. Because we've never had that here. Masks in the streets has never been a thing here. No. No. Yeah. And over there, like in masks, sat down in a lot of places. He's like, oh, COVID when you walk to the toilet, sat down, it's gone. <laughs> That's fine. You can understand why if someone not from this country would be like, oh, this is so stupid. Because it is. That was a daft rule, wasn't but it? That's what they're masks still doing. On. Right. They're still doing oh, that in New COVID York. Off. Mask on to walk to your table, take it right. off. If you go to the toilet, put it back on. Uh, I suppose someone's done the medical research on that, but it still seems fucking stupid. Wales it? is the same, apparently. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, though, like 2014. Oh, Wales, well. but it's all joking aside. Wales is, but you've got to wear you've got to wear a mask to bed, haven't you? You've got to sleep in your mask. That's true. What? I said when he was fucking me, I had my mask on. Oh, <laughs> Finn did a callback. <laughs> I've, I've forgotten that we did that banter. I was like, what? <laughs> Adam, it's been a weird week since you've been away. Um, From before? Yeah, boy. Oh, I'm so fucking bored of it now, man. Yeah, I'm just Really done. bad. Yeah. I feel like you lot last year. I'm fucking... 
well over it. Well, he's fucked it, hasn't he? Majorly fucked it, so now everyone's done. <laughs> Absolutely disgraceful scenes. Yeah. I watched PMQs like Adam watches Liverpool games. <laughs> you know, I was doing work and I was like, oh, fuck, it's midday. And it just came up on my Twitter and I just had it there. It's the most dis- shameful scenes of like, everyone hates him. That's just standard. But if he thinks he can just like bluster and semi-apologize and refuse to deal with what's going on, like it's just gone beyond, like it's so utterly ridiculous. Now it's beyond like, oh, I hate him. I hate the Tories. It's like, as a man... It, you should be ashamed of what what you're doing. Like to be standing there going, <laughs> it was a party. It was, it was awful to watch. Do you think he should resign? The only thing that I think just he should have already gone. This, got a plan, this, haven't he? They clearly got a plan. Yes, yeah, this, this is my problem with him resigning. We're going to get a more effective Tory fighting that's the next election. That's, well, so that's I good. don't want him to resign because this cunt is damaging the Tories and I would love it if Labour, I know you're not a Keir Starmer fan, won this next election. They 100%. absolutely need to. So they're, they're going, he will not run at the next election anyway. No, it's Rishi. So here's why I don't want him to resign and this is because I want to win the next election. We have, I've seen this on a, a, a girl explained this on, online the other day. We now, although we don't necessarily have the system in place yet for it, we run on a presidential system, really, when it comes to voting. People don't vote for their local MP. They oh, vote for the leader. The debates were a massive change. That was 10, 12 years ago, wasn't it? That's a yeah. very un-British thing. Because so, you vote for your MP. You're meant to. But, you, but nobody they does. choose a leader. But there, you, le- yeah. you vote on a leader of a party. So at the minute, the Tories are unpopular because Boris is unpopular. And they're 10 points behind in the polls. And if he goes and Rishi comes in or anyone else, and it could be pretty Patel, and that would actually be worse than Boris Johnson. Oh, no, it's definitely. Because good. she's not only as evil as him, she's also very intelligent, and Boris Johnson's a thick twat. Um, the, if they get rid of him, they get rid of the hate. If they replace him with someone more popular. Um. My mate Matt, and said, they'll have more time to build up to the next election with someone rebuilding what he's broken. He said it's really ominous that Rishi's been pulled out of public life. That is the that's the Tories protecting their next move. So Boris is taking all of these shots, absolutely deservedly. Like the left wing press have got all of this. I think they've had this for a while, and they are just waiting and then hitting with another. Like they're layering. They're going for it, and he's dead. He's like a, he's a lame duck now. Uh, but it's it's ominous that Rishi Sunak has been pulled back from like there's no shit can get can get flung at Rishi because he's not around, and that means that when Boris finally trips and falls, when he loses the backbenchers, because they don't want to lose their seats at the election, that's where the presidential system doesn't work because the MPs want to get their constituencies back. So if they think this fucker is going to lead them into a defeat that he'll be gone. And then Rishi comes out all shiny and new. And he's the guy that gave everyone a few thousand quid. And that's not how it works because that was a tax rebate. But essentially, it's been packaged by the Tories to look like, you remember that money you got? That was from Rishi. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And he'll win easily. Oh, let's not fucking, I hope not. But it was, it was beyond the politics to stand there and watch a man just flounder and fuck up. 
where Jim Shannon was talking about his mother-in-law the day before, and they'd sent out some junior minister to just... A junior minister that no one has ever seen before went to take the abuse of the Labour MPs, and then Jim Shannon getting upset about his mother-in-law, and it was so hard to watch. Uh, just a fucking disgrace. We slag off the Tories, rightly so. It's not what our politics are about, and we don't talk about politics loads. But watching this is a fucking embarrassment, just as a man, not even as a prime minister, just as or a politician, just as a person. What a fucking idiot. Um, disgraceful. Um, the only thing with Rishi coming in, like, I think Rishi that will he's Asian. What? Yeah. And I'm not doing it as a joke. Like, the country is racist. There's a lot of racism in this country. And I think the only horrible chance Labour have got of beating Rishi Sunak or Priti Patel is the fact that the old white people might not want a person of colour in charge. Well, and it would be I know that's to see a, if they put their racism against their money, because that's how old white people... Yeah. Think about it, innit? You vote Tory, you protect your savings. But you've got to remember, Keir Starmer is much more of a a centre-left and than Corbyn. He's much more of a Tony Blair. He's much more of a... He won't get painted like that by the red the red tops, though. Say a Tony Blair, by the way. That's funny, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had a chance to talk about that because I was away. Say a Tony Blair is, objectively speaking, both horrendous... And hilarious. And hilarious. Um, that's that's the queen having a laugh. Yeah, that's the queen going. My sons are nuns, and I can still make things worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the queen, is it? It's just the system. It's a system that we're not part of. It's the elites. Does the queen not pick them? No. Oh, I've been sending the wrong fan mail, me. No, of course <laughs> it, it's... she's a part of though, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm not taking the piss. Is she not? Yeah, it's the yeah it's, no. The Queen didn't sit there with a notepad going, it's not like, who do you pick for a fucking comedy night? Oh, Rob Mulholland's good. Got some, Freddie's got some new bits. Say it, Freddie Quinn. He's, <laughs> she's told, isn't it? It's all just, it's so corrupt. I fucking hate it. Um, there's no comedy here. It's I just think, like, I'd much I think rather talk about. I do. I think she does it on her own. Like like Fantasy League? Yeah. Oh, i tell you what I love. Les Ferdinand. Let's make him an MBE. Phenomenal finisher. You might be. Should be. Fucking bagging them. If you're the queen now and you're single, right, you just nominate someone who you fancy, she's wouldn't you? I love it how in your head she's like, single. She is Wait, single. I know technically she's single. She is. But then you're like, yeah, he's gone. She's out there. <laughs> Fucking Tory Tinder. No, but if she fancied, like, I don't know, Aunt McPartland, she could just make him say it on so that she gets to meet him and she's like, oh, just slides him a little note going, do you want to be an earl? Yeah. Want to be a duke? Yeah. I'll give you the D, you give me the D. <laughs> Put your sword on my shoulders. What? <laughs> and in the ass. There you go. There you go. It was playful for about a I'm minute. I'm a partner goes, I got. Oh, right. <laughs> Cock in the ass. Um, listen, you give some great advice, Adam. Uh, people, people have been asking him, for advice. Give him the headphones so you he can hear the song for the first time. Do you want to hear it? I'd love to hear it. Oh, I listened to it. it was in the inbox, man. Okay. I listened to it. Tell you the best thing to do. If you want to do it, you'll be fine. If like you it. don't, you might do time. I get it, yeah. That is an instant banger. Thank yeah. you, Harry. 
you feeling like you've got some good advice in you? Yeah, always. Always. I know what needs doing me. Hello, dear Agony Adam. One needs the dick. Can you advise? Um, that's from Liz. Big Liz. Uh, hi, Liz. This is a real one. That that was a fake one, Adam. I just made that up. Did you? I was just presenting to the Queen. Yeah. She watches Hammer Slavers to get me out of here. There's no reason why she can't watch this. I think there's a few. <laughs> Do you reckon she's been told about us? <laughs> you know, because we've spoken about her quite a bit. Do you reckon, like, there's, it's been flagged and they've been like, hey, yeah, Liz, girl, there's a podcast up in Liverpool here saying, like, all this shit. Do you want to have a listen? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> she's got a scout aid. Who's that? A butler, Keith. No, aid. Yeah, ma'am. Ma'am. Scout aid. Look at that. I'm a, I'm a patron. I don't even think they're funny. Like, they're all right. One's a wolf. <laughs> Two. It's just clickbait. Um, <laughs> I lads. <laughs> I lads. <laughs> um, I lads. I think you might need to give me some advice. My brother has just gotten engaged to his girlfriend. The issue is that the rest of the family, including me, thinks she's, she's a controlling, manipulative prick, yet he can't see it and gets pissed off when we try to say something. Should I just be happy for him? although probably foreseeing what will happen at a later date, or do I keep trying to get through to him? Love the pod. It's from Anonymous. Oh, okay. So we've got a rat who's about to get fucking married into the family. It's a tricky one. I haven't really got experience this because my little brother, you know, he just plows and move on. Yeah. <laughs> He's never had a serious girlfriend. Good luck uh, on that first date with Jack Rowe if you've got one coming. <laughs> You'll get fucked. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Will I get home? No problem. Because girls are like, I just can't get fucked these days. <laughs> I'm sick of meeting young lads in their early 20s who just don't want to bang. How easy must it be if you're a semi-attractive girl in your early 20s? You're just like, just fancy some sex. If I was you could literally just slightly yeah. open a window and go, I fancy sex. <laughs> all the fucking horny dogs from the neighbourhood. Stop a bus stop with your arsehole out. Ah, you see, I think you might you might lose some of the uh, higher calibre gentlemen with that one. Genuinely, right. if you saw a girl... Cox, cox. <laughs> was, who was at a bus stop <laughs> with her arsehole out, I might think, do you know what? I might swerve this one. I'd I'd approach it like you know when someone's still got <laughs> the, the tag on their top. Yeah. And you're like, excuse me, love, you just got a got an asshole out there. And you'd she's have like, to I have know, a walk. Yeah, have a go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd smell her breath. And if she's brushed her teeth, plow on. Right. So <laughs> minty fresh fresh breath is a problem when you've got your minty arsehole. Minty fresh out. breath means minty fresh arsehole. Would you have a sniff of the bum hole just in case? No. I don't. Yeah. If you've got a clean <laughs> clean mouth, clean bum hole, innit? That's a fact. It's a well-known fact. Mint? Mint? How do you clean your arsehole, love? Floss. Oh. Oof. Oh, no. You cut. Candy floss. That's the first advice done. That's advice done now. <laughs> floss. Candy floss. Word. I think, no, I think we're done now. That was good advice, Adam. I... Leave it. <laughs> Whatever that was. So, the advice is, get your arse out of a bus stop. Wash it with candy floss. Yeah, get on me. <laughs> so we, now I've got to be careful because this is a public episode, but we I have a friend and his brother was getting married to a bellend. Mm -hmm. Very, very similar to this. And I was there the morning of, 
Uh, do, 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 do. No. So they were getting married. And his brother was there with uh, the, the girlfriend, fiance. And I really got a bad vibe. Like I was like, is she? I'd met the brother before, never met his partner. And there was a sort of like, yeah, she's just a bit of a hassle. And my mate was in this exact same situation, was so close to going, I love you, but I can see a problem here. I, I just think you're missing that this is, she's an arsehole. And decided that she, he didn't want to like bust up his relationship with his brother. They got married a few months later and the divorce happened one year after that. And it's been acrimonious as fuck and horrible. So it it's re- like, I've seen this situation play out. But then again, what if my mate had said something? Would it have changed anything? Or would you just had an argument with your brother? If someone's in love with an arsehole, have they just got to ride it out? Okay. Um, I think what you've got to do in that situation is set it up, right? You've got to... Yeah, I like it. You've got to go to your brother and go, look, I think your missus is a controlling psychopath. She might even be murderous one day, and I'm going to prove it to you, right? And then you give her... Murderous. Yeah. Psychopaths murder people. Yeah. Um, You give her opportunities to be the controlling twat. And you, you need more than you. You need, you know, it needs to be sort of intervention style. You go, look, don't just take our word for it. We're going to set up similar situations to what we know she's going to act a certain way in. And we'll tell you in advance how she will react to this thing. So you're going on a, tell her you're going on a stag do, watch, she will react this way. Tell her you're going here with your mates, she'll react this way. Tell her this, she will react this way. And if she reacts like that, we're right. You've called it. Yeah. Yeah, but then he doesn't necessarily. He might still might want to be with her just because she's controlling. Just because he doesn't like it doesn't mean this man doesn't like it. So whole, like if, if your whole family is calling knobhead, like I've literally seen this situation where, but like brother and all of the mum, the dad were like, she's not great. This is just hard work, and they all decided to keep the peace with it rather than have it kick off. Got married, horrible divorce, and he lost loads of money. Because he had to, even though through a year of marriage, lost a huge chunk of his house that he'd paid more for. Like, would it have been better to just have it out and go, mate, this is not easy to hear. Do not kick off. But there's just bad vibes coming off this cunt. You've got to approach it with, with genuine advice. You've got to approach it with, look, if you want to stay with her, we'll support that. We love you. And if it goes wrong, we'll be there for you. But... We can see something bad coming here and and then set it up. Yeah, you don't want to lose your relationship with your brother because they could, she could be around for a long fucking time. Ah, oh, I feel for you, mate. Not easy. Just check the local bus stops as well because you never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She That'd could. be a great app, that. Busstoparsoles.com. And how would that work? <laughs> Whenever you go to a bus stop and get your arsehole out, you check in and everyone gets an alert. First one there, first go. Right, so the people who check in for themselves, would it not be like Waze where there's something on the side of the road and someone drives past <laughs> and goes, oh shit, something on the side of the road. Like I don't think someone's going to be like, oh fuck, I'm at a bus stop with my arsehole out, but I've not <laughs> I've not checked in. Well, they're going to have to. That's how the app works. <laughs> they, Maybe it works both ways. If they forget to check in or the battery dies, then pass, they shout at passing traffic. <laughs> check me in on busstoparsoles.com. Let everyone know. Is the car moving slowly? <laughs> Yeah, because they're red light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a right. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I suppose cars <laughs> probably would move slowly. 
you know, if there's a woman that had taken her pants off and had her arsehole out. A big think sign you... saying bum me in the head. Oh, that's, that's a an diff- extra layer. Oh, that's no a happen. different layer, isn't it? Head me in the bum. Right. Because she's got her own sign. <laughs> Could happen. Got to be a lonely moment for a woman when she's got the big piece of cardboard and like, <laughs> just writing it out. Bum me I need in to the just, head. I need to go on normal dates. Bum me in the head. <laughs> that's nice. Colour that. But it's shaded. <laughs> Off she goes. Oh, I forgot to check in. I'm just saying, if women want to get their assholes out of bus stops because they want to bang, who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> no one I've thought about before, but <laughs> spot on. It's none of my business. He's <laughs> just saying, just watch this woman because she might be a, yeah. you know, a patron of that website. She sounds like a fucking nightmare. Oh, I hate it when your mates and your family marry twats. It's yeah. horrible. All you wish for your mates and your closest and your loved ones is just don't end up with a knobhead. And it's not always for for them. It's more like, oh, please don't spend make me spend Christmas with a dick. <laughs> oh, let's play Monopoly. Let's fuck off. That's also what trans people say to the doctors in November. <laughs> let's play Monopoly. Run, me, run that by me again. Please don't make me spend Christmas with a dick. <laughs> my head, I, was trying to, I was trying to work out the Monopoly line. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really quick turnaround on that trans operation, isn't no, it? No, well, that's the problem. The doctor's like, we can't get this done this year. She's like, please. Please. <laughs> please. I do not want to have to go Christmas shopping with a knob. Help. You'd be, you know, if you get an operation done, I think you want it done right rather than quickly, isn't it? Shahan? Yeah, I don't know. You're not going turkey for that, are you? Can yeah. you? Yeah, Thailand as well. Can you get turkey flange? Yeah, yeah. Thailand's the best for that. Turkey tits. Turkey tits? Filipino fanny. <laughs> Phonetically works. <laughs> yeah. Remember, yeah. You remember the rules? It, it has to be <clears throat> alliterative. But it isn't. But it sounds Just about got that one in. <laughs> Squeeze that <laughs> one against the post. You get a new fanny. Vietnam, in Vietnamese vag. Yeah, you can yeah. go to Vietnam for that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moscow minge. <laughs> oh, I was going to go Malaysian muff because we we're in <laughs> Moscow minge. The Moscow minge. It's a city based. Well, that is a bitter drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Too much lime in that kid. <laughs> that is tart. Barnsley Biff as well. Barnsley Biff. <laughs> Holy shit, get me on a fucking Cathay Pacific to the to the Far East for any of my new vagina needs. I am not going Barnsley for a biff. Would you ever get an Algerian asshole? Oh, no. You could do some Egyptian eyebrows as well. Egyptian eyebrows? Yeah. The Algerian asshole was a Dan. Well, has a Dan, doesn't make sense. But. Was he Algerian? He's no, he's Al- Moroccan. No, he's Algerian. He's Algerian. Yeah. French, isn't he? He's Algerian. Oh, hang on. Based. Heritage, lad. The Macher. He, well, he, <laughs> he won't get that. He <laughs> In my head, I was like, what's the Monopoly got to do with a trans operation? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that. Mono. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. Don't make me spend Christmas with a dick. Right, wagwag lids. I'm in a difficult situation here, and I need to know if my plan to tackle it is highly immoral or not. 
I've been dating a girl for six months now, and that honeymoon stage is starting to wear off. I've realised that she's not the one for me. We lost our virginity plates together, sorry, our V plates together, which is most likely the reason for my false feelings towards her. The single life seems very appealing to me, but there's a big complication. Although... <laughs> Although I did lose my virginity to her, I still haven't yet, I've still yet to experience proper penetrative sex due to me having phimosis. My foreskin is too tight, oh. making sex extremely painful for me. Memories. Due to all the bullshit with COVID, I couldn't get treated until now. Uh, and in a month's time, I should be able to have proper sexual experience with her. So my plan is to break with her, break up with her in a few months time by which point I should have enough shagging ability to live the single life but is this a cunty move Bruh. I can't really think of another option other than telling girls I'm a virgin which is a bit embarrassing as I'm 19 and at uni what are your thoughts on this I don't want to hurt this girl as I'm very grateful that she stayed with me despite my condition keep up the good work I'm going to leave that anonymous what part of hair has he been putting his dick in because yeah. he hasn't lost his virginity no Unless he's been in, in in a pussy, he's still a fucking virgin. A virgin? A virgin. <laughs> he's still a virgin. Is that wrong? Um, oh, that must be hard. So that. how... This is what happened to me. He needs a cock reduction. No, he needs a foreskin in increasing. Yeah, that's Wait. not really possible, though. You can't just make foreskin. Can you not? No. You know, just give it a little bit of an elastic bit. You know? A little elastic band. Don't they just? Oh, why don't they just? Why didn't he just get circumcised? Costa Rica. Costa Rica cock. <laughs> From before. Um. So let's break this down. How have they lost their V plates together? Then they haven't. She they has. haven't. He doesn't know what sex is. That's that's a bad start. He's been shagging her elbow for months. <laughs> Do not put it in other women's elbows. So he, everyone's as kinky as this bitch. He can't. Yeah. So sex is extremely painful. So they've done. They've done bits. Well, they've probably had sex. He's just said sex is painful. Right. So they've had sex. He just probably ate it. Oh, that was probably hard work, wasn't it? With her going, ow, ow, and him going, ow, ow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds not fun. Because his, his, his dick's too big for his dick. Yeah. So I imagine for a virgin, it's a fucking problem. No, you never know. just you a know. lot of yelping. He could just have a really tight foreskin. Want <laughs> a small dick? Oh, that's a bad win, isn't it? That's yeah. like not good. Like a banana. Like Do you know when, like, you know that little plastic like, bit on a pepper army? Imagine it. if you couldn't get that off. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Tastes weird. You wouldn't be a virgin. <laughs> um, so. He can't be doing he's this. He's about though. to get the op, and in a couple of months, he's going to be like, he's like having the off season. He's had an injury. He's going to get, he's going to get back in, you know, he's be match fit by the start of the season. And he's thinking of staying with this girl who he's painfully lost his V-plates to and just sort of getting... He's, he's trying to do pre-season friendlies with her yeah, and then sign for a bigger club in August. That's oh, not good, is he's it? doing like a, a, an Asian tour. Yeah, she's a few friendlies in Austria. Not yeah. good, is it? No. <laughs> like he'll win a cup, but it won't be really. Yeah. No one's asked. No. Um, yeah, you, you need to just tell her you're not into it anymore. Gibbet. Yeah. Or tell her the truth and go, look, I'm seeing a brighter future for me over there. You've got a three-month audition. <laughs> wow. 
You're going to put her on a, a temporary contract? Yeah. Oh, women, Get her on loan. Women love that when you've been together well, for a she, while. Well, if she doesn't love it, then it's over, isn't it? Listen, You're just listen. giving her the opportunity. You can leave on a Bosman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your contract's up in three months. So many football. Do you want to play your way into a new contract? <laughs> Get on this. Yeah. Or you can go now. Go on. Uh, in my experience, girls who've been with you for six months in a serious relationship are not going to love, like, well, listen, love, we're downgrading you to a three-month fucking low-knee status. That's not going to go down well, is it? Then she's got to go then, if she's not happy with it. But at least he's being nice and giving her the option. <laughs> no, no. No, you've made up a situation where he's being nice. He's planning to be pretty dreadful in Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, right. this would be dreadful. Don't do the dreadful thing. Do my thing. Be buy a hero. Buyback clause. Tell it in a year, he might want to back again when he's done the banging. By oh, the way, yeah. if you have 15, 20 shags in the next two weeks before you dump her, you're not going to be like, well, I started shit, but now I'm a fucking legend. You're still going to be 19 and not great at sex. Don't worry about it, mate. Unless Just, you're a natural. Yeah, if you're a natural, you'll be a natural anyway. Yeah. It, just don't fuck over some poor girl who's been nice about your sore dick. Yeah. Just let it go. Be like, I'm not feeling it. You'll be fine. And your dick's too big for your dick, so it's kind of exciting. When that thing's freed, oh, my God. Could be amazing, couldn't he? It could be. He won't be. Second year at uni. Smashing them puss, mate. Yeah, but he's got a broken dick. No, but it's coming back, in it? No, but he's never had it. You can't play on broken dicks. You can't feel <laughs> anything that your cock don't want to feel. Put it in her eyes and come. Is this from the jazz night? <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> Good. But I knew it. You should have got up on the jazz night. Got some special guests here tonight. Adam fucking Rowe. Give me any song. Any song. <laughs> In the world, no, we ever. play this all the time. We do. Right. I'm experienced. Dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> Any song in the world, apart from Top Loader. <laughs> uh, Yellow by Coldplay. I know what's Look going through. My ass. Look how I shite for you. you. Look at all of this poo. It Ooh, is all yellow. <laughs> That's good. It's a really good thing. <laughs> Look at my ass. <laughs> Go with shags for you. Very good. Oh, everywhere like Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I want to come everywhere. Uh, I want to come on your shit. We will rock you by Queen. Uh, we will, we will fuck you. Gonna yeah. fuck you in the asshole. What? That's the backing singer, but <laughs> yeah. We will, uh, we, we will rock you. Gonna fuck, fuck you in the asshole. We will. He's doing the backing bits as well. Weird B side. Bitch, you're a whore. Get down on your knees and take my dick right in your face. I'll come on your tits, slap you in the face. I'll make you feel like a piece of shit. Like you were really wish your dad would. Got daddy issues. <sighs> Where are you singing these? <laughs> Where are these getting whipped? Tuesday up? night. <laughs> Retard night. 
Way well, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I mean, Adam Rose is really good, really revered. Oh, here he is now. <laughs> In put, the asshole. Should put Godfrey on. <sighs> should I have one more break? Yeah, man. Wag wag lids. We've got to tell you about one of our sponsors, NordVPN. They're offering our listeners, our fans, a two-year deal plus one month for just $89, which is about 65 quid. That's 70% off the usual price and works out at £2.60 a month. What, Adam, what is a VPN? What's Nord? A VPN is basically a way to lie to your computer or your laptop and say, hey, I'm not in fucking Liverpool, me, mate. Nah, I'm in Syria. I'm in the Antarctic, I'm in Brussels, I'm in Mexico. Wherever you feel like being, where do you want to be? Where do you want to be online? You can tell a VPN, put me there, and it will give you access to that country's version of the internet. And you might not think that's any different, but you're full of shit, Susan, okay? If you're in America, you get access to American Netflix. Syrian Netflix, Susan! <laughs> Have you not watched Syrian Netflix? <laughs> it's wicked! It's honestly the best thing I pay for a VPN. Being able to decide what country you want to be in and what you want access to. It's especially great, as we've said before, for the Premier League footy. You can get all the three o'clock kickoffs because oh, yeah. they're shown all around the world, just not in England. You can get them with NordVPN. And I'm abs- they're my I'm so happy that they're on board as a sponsor. So it's NordVPN.com slash have a word. Use our custom code, have a word. That's nordvpn.com slash have a word. Custom code, have a word. Go ahead, Susan, you fucking slag. Forgot the fucking best thing to tell you. The weirdest thing. I have loved Adam's New York City Jack and Ori. It's been great. So, went to do Flagrant 2 on Monday. Monday? Monday. And afterwards, Sam came with me for the record. And she just sat in the other room while we recorded it. And then she, I said we could go anywhere she wanted to eat for dinner. Because she came to work with me, essentially. Uh, she wanted Italian. So we asked all the Schultz's boys and Schultz, like, where we should go. Schultz was trying to get us into somewhere fucking, hey, you got to know someone who'll knock on the fucking door for you. You know what? It, like, he wants to get us like that. But I was like, she wants What to, do you want? And he was going to sort it as well, but I was like, she wants something now. So... I forget the name, right? I will find it and I, we'll put it in here. I'll find it when we stop recording in a minute. Remind me. Um, we, we we decided to go to this place, right? Because we were going to go to a... There's a dive bar called Skinny Dennis, which is a country music dive bar. And they do alcoholic coffees, like frozen coffees. They were amazing. And on the way there, we wanted to do Italian food. So we go to this little Italian restaurant. Sounds so good. In Brooklyn, Right. Because uh, Valor Films, who does all of the film work for Schultz, was like, this is the place to go, so it's great. You should go here. So uh, we walk in, checks vaccinations and ID, and comes to take our order. And then the waiter brought over a starter we hadn't ordered. And he's like, this is just something little extra from the kitchen. <laughs> so this is... Russian Italian, was he? He was Croatian. All oh, right, right. So he goes, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> he goes, so they uh, have the squid, you have this, the the prawns, you have all of this, and uh, a burrata, and it was just lovely, right? And uh, as he put it down, he said something, 
I thought he'd said, sorry, I should say, I thought he'd said, this is for making me laugh at three o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> right? So he walks away and I went to Sam. Did he just say, thanks for making me laugh at three o'clock in the morning? And Sam went, no, don't be fucking stupid. And I was like, maybe he was at the show the other night, the comedy cellar or something. She was like, whatever. He didn't say that, just eat the thing. We're the only people in here. He's just being nice because companies want business. I was like, right, cool. So we ordered our mains. It's all amazing. Brings a dessert menu. And we're like, we're probably not going to have a dessert, to be honest with you. Sam will have a look at it because she's got a sweet tooth. And then we decided not to order it, but we ordered two espressos because we wanted to wake ourselves up because we were going out. He brings over the two espressos, two grappas, which is like a yeah. Italian alcohol thing. It's not particularly tasty. It's oh, just... it was lovely. Oh, really? Every time I've had grappa, it's just harsh. And a huge dessert that we just hadn't ordered. And he goes, I just want you to keep putting out the content you put out. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about, mate? I went, what do you mean the content? And he goes, you're a comedian, right? I'm always watching everything you do. You do the thing with the bald guy. You. Fuck off. And who is the red-haired guy? Paul Smith. Right? What? So I went, no, no, no. And he goes... Did the police really go to the comedy club to to shut it down when there was oh nobody in there? Oh my god, right? the internet. So I went, this is fucking Sam's head completely fell off, right? So I was like, are you fucking serious? He's like, I, I sit there at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, I just watch your videos, your videos, your videos. I found Paul first, then I found you, and I love it. You two for comedy for me. You you are comedy for me. That's all I watch. Oh, shout out. Right? His name oh, was Ivan. I was going to go full surname as well, but his name is Ivan. He was so sound. Uh, he gave us both a shot on the way out as well because he found out it was my birthday the next day. Sam threw up in the streets in Brooklyn. That was cute. <laughs> hey! Um, and I invited him to Gotham the next night. I was like, mate, because he sorted all that out for us. We only paid for what we ordered and not even all of that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm in town. I'm doing a set. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to try and get off work. So I arranged his tickets for him. And he came to the show with his missus. Oh, quality. Yeah, but like that was weird for me. And the massive coincidence that the one restaurant we chose to go into, he's there and that happens. Can you imagine how much his head fell off? Because what he said to me, he's like, when you walked in, he's like, I, he's like, I have a good memory for faces. So I see your face and I was like, I know this guy. I know him very well. Maybe I've had fight with him recently <laughs> in a bar. <laughs> I, I know this him. guy? I, th I like his content, or I've punched <laughs> his big fucking face. And he's like, is this the British comedian guy I like? It can't be. And then I see your ID, and I was like, okay, okay. I was like, Justin Bieber fangirl. I was like, no, no, no. You stay calm. Stay calm. What the fuck? Yeah. So his head truly fed up, fell yeah. off. Yeah. Because to me, that happens what? Every now and then in some cities in the UK, a lot in Liverpool, and very, very rarely if I'm not in this country. And I can sort of be like, wow, that's mad. The internet's crazy, you know, but you, we know we've got fans in America from our stuff, and you can sort of get your head around it. But for him, he's working in a very small Italian restaurant in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, on a Monday afternoon at 5 p.m., and in walks the guy he was watching the night before at 3 o'clock in the morning. Are you Adam Roth from <laughs> Have a Word? <laughs> oh, God. That's insane. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so, awesome. Shout out. Is he a Patreon? I don't think Sort he, it out, I don't, Ivan. I don't think he's a podcast guy. I think he's a yeah. stand-up guy. Oh, okay. But he, he's seen me, me clips of this, I Oh, think. right, yeah, okay. Sick. We never think about the reach of the... I, I know it's come up occasionally, but we always go on the public episode gets this many views, and I sort of trade on that in my head, but like we've said before, the clips are going out to so many more people. And also, he told the, the two women who Schultz got to leave... He told them to shut the fuck up at one point, which was great. He was sat right next to Sam, and they were talking, and he goes, will you guys shut the fuck up? I'm trying to watch the fucking show. <laughs> did they listen? Yeah, of course they did. You listen to a Croatian <laughs> man who says that. Well, don't you shut the fuck up. He was so sound, and his missus was sound as well. Nice! Sick, though. Um, in theory, we're going to have more followers from the States. So if you've picked up Have a Word from watching Rowie Bags on Are You Garbage or Flagrant 2... Fucking welcome. Welcome. Go and watch the Jamie Hutchinson episode. Go and watch the Ashan Akbar episode. Go Sean Walsh. Yeah. Thomas Green. Finn Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who are your favourites? They're, they're, Thomas who, Green is... We, we've slowly forgotten how good that episode was. No. No. I, that Yeah, I know what you mean. I, that, I that was Bond. one of the most... That was the one that I think people passed around. Carl, Carl Donnelly was a recent classic. was a really, yeah, really so good, good one. Just go and watch them all. Just Paul binge McCaffrey them. Was great. There's a couple you can miss, but hey, had a pretty fucking good hit rate. <laughs> what ones? <laughs> Someone. It's funny. With the, <laughs> it's funny with the patrons. Little game now. Everyone's worked out that it's if they message the patron, they know they're talking to me. So we'll see about that. I get very few messages. No, we won't. No. <laughs> How's your reading? How's that book coming on? I took uh, it with me. <laughs> and it's not me back. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, is it Adam Rowe, the Ian Gladwell fan? Um, Malcolm. Malcolm. Fuck you. Um, so people just are messaging me, and like a game has become. Can I guess who was a bit shit? And just it's funny. I literally had last night, the night before checking the Patreon. And, mate, you know who you are, and you were fucking spot on. He did my tits in. So, sign up to Patreon and find Everyone's out. got a name in the bed. Do you know what I want to do? As well. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. this No, that's the obvious one that everyone's been doing for ages. Oh, the other one. This was a well, this is much more astute. I know what you mean. And gone, did he fucking piss you off, Dan? And I'm like, yes, a little. Um... Genuinely, I loved 98% of the people we've had on that couch. It's been yeah. fucking brilliant. There's just occasional though. You're like, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. Um, let's do a quick questions round. I want to speed this up. Okay. Because we, we're in on our own. I've got some good ones. I am listening. Let's oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel Patterson says, Wag, wag, let's, if you could have any other career outside of being famous, what would you do? I a mundane, regular job. Tesco, warehouse, sawmill, factory, admin, dentist, doctor. What would you do? Loving the podcast. As always, keep up the good work. Maybe this year will be the year you hit 100,000 Patreons. Rachel, I would love a bit of that cocaine that you just sniffed before you emailed. So it's a question we've had way back in the day, but the pod's taken away. You can't do stand-up anymore. You've just got to get a job. Uh, don't say Amazon driver because we had an email of a go, could you have a word with Adam? He always uses Amazon <laughs> delivery driver as a bad thing. <laughs> and, you know, I don't mind pissing in bottles. 
I don't mind 14-hour shifts and no human rights. I like cars. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Jeffrey, postman pa, postman pa. Jeffrey Bezos. Um, I would like to be a lawyer. As we said, <laughs> what are you laughing at? You would be horrendous to be like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want no input from you for a second. I, know, I mean, good. You'd be good. But like, not as good as you think you would be. No, why? Why? This. No, no, no. Why? <laughs> Where's your evidence? <laughs> Do you think I'd be a good lawyer? Do you know what the job is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd be the guy, the guy though. I'm not barrister. Just, I, I, I'm going to America. Are you defending? Chicago Law. Do you remember that from a lockdown, uh, a lockdown Chicago episode? Chicago Law, yeah, yeah. I want to be a Chicago lawyer. I don't want to be doing all the research and stuff. Give me don't the- Don't like the musical. Just like the fucking courts. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not reading up on the shit. Just give me the info. I will go to the courtroom and I will win that Blag argument. Blag it. I will win that argument. You're right. Okay. Prosecution. So Defense. Defense. Yeah. That's where the money is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. The murderers. Yeah. Allegedly. Oh, he's, uh, he's there. He's on. <laughs> All ready, fucking objection. <laughs> this guy, objection. Can you not refer to my client as a murderer, please? As he has not yet been convicted. You prick. Your Honour. <laughs> um, Ben says, "Wag wag lids." Would you what rather? Would you be? That's a good question. There, huh? more meat on that, you know. All right. Okay. So I, I thought we were doing a speed round. No, we can do both. But when there's a meaty one, let's have a bite. Let's have a scan of it, lad. Are you going to be you, mate? Let's suck that hemoglobin out. And spit it in the face of a fucking prosecution. <laughs> Do you know, I've, I've loved... <laughs> Finn's working here. And he was saying... What? <laughs> what would you be? Um, I reckon you could be a really good dancer. <laughs> Classical. Where? Uh-huh. Where? Who's the Royal in? Ballet. The yeah. Royal Ballet. <laughs> That's exactly what I That think. would be a weird move late in life, wouldn't it? Well, you, You've you heard about Dan Nightingale from Preston. You do look like him. Um... Well, would you rather be in the Royal Ballet or would you rather be a scummy piece of shit Amazon driver? <laughs> he does look like Louis Spence. Oh, can I just say, to all the Amazon drivers that dream of being dancers, um, I like the, the massage, the... the the masseuse, the sports massage that I've been getting. Masseur. It's just a very relaxed atmosphere. You just want to feel men. No, I'm now realising that I'm seeing it from my side where I get to lie down and have an attractive Czech lady touch me. I would like to be a female chest massager. I'm going to invent a new type of massage. Just what? In case your tits are a bit... So who's, who's going to this? So yeah, <laughs> talk me through your how it's your, your clients, your patients. <laughs> what are they suffering from that is going to help with a Rowie bags tip massage? Their tits are too sore because they're too big. They're too big. <laughs> so you're going to manipulate them to be what? I'm going to soothe them. Right. They're pseudocrem. Do you give happy endings? <laughs> pseudocrem. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. She's a small girl, isn't she? <laughs> no. The fanny's not that far from the tits. You're misremembering. Misremembering? That was such a good dick. A bit. <laughs> Hang on, let me just think. 2015. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I've just in my head gone, oh, that's nice. Put a nice little bit of music on, get a little bit of oil out. 
and then some big fat dirty cunt's gonna come in and I'm gonna be like, Oh my god. Oh, would it be that bad? Yeah. Yeah, when he started going <coughs> Pastry Chef. <laughs> Anything to back that up or <laughs> is that just, just popped in? I like pastries. Right. Not other type of not another type of chef, just pastry. They all seem angry, don't they? Like the chef chefs. None of them seem happy. That goes way I think with your temperament, chef might be a problem because you know when they kick off in a kitchen and there's knives around? I think if you lost your temper or someone lost their temper with you and there's a big fucking knife and a chopping board, hmm. I think you could end up like in a knife fight on the afternoon shift. A head chef needs to be a gobshite. Otherwise, they can't be a head chef. You'll never find a nice head chef. Because they're not good at the job. Every chef I ever worked with was angry. Yeah. Great at the job, but a gobshite. Would you then want to go into that world? Because this isn't a dead high-pressure job or anything. But if if we're playing this game, I want just I want something a bit more peaceful and serene. I want yeah, but that's why I said pastry chef. Because <laughs> they're just making, you know... Pastry. Pastry. <laughs> they're making flapjacks and pans of chocolate. <laughs> I want to be a pastry chef. What are you going to make? Flapjacks? Where's the pastry? <laughs> it's no pastry. I've got a flapjack and a pastry. <laughs> no, you know Adam's pastry-based flapjack. A baker. Yeah. Yeah. A baker slash pastry <laughs> chef slash lawyer. <laughs> slash criminal. Um, Why would that be a criminal? I just, I could see you just money laundering straight away. Yeah, that'd be a how many, easy. How many flapjacks you want, love? Yeah, you're already on to me. <laughs> You'd be a good detective. I'd be my own lawyer. I put it to you, Your Honour, that that bakery is fucking real and that my property in Florida is legit. <laughs> Starting to think something not with members of the public. I think take them out, that'd be good. I don't want customers. Sniper. I don't have to do... People are such unholy cunts when they're like, I am the customer. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be touching that. You'd make a great civil servant. In the office. I really fucking hate you sometimes. <laughs> it's such a dick. Ben, wag wag lids. Would you rather would you rather A be a police community support officer? Nope. Plastic busy on the streets of Liverpool, or B, work as a carer in an end of life hospice. End of life hospice? Yeah, you get good. to know all the old bitches and then they give you some money. Alright. Just worm your way into the will. <laughs> <laughs> if they want. Oh, love, I'd like a happy ending. You're telling me you work in a hospice and little Ethel is like, I want one last come and you're not going to help it out. It was so... Oh, oh, it's one of those headphones moments where I wish I wasn't wearing them. Poor if she asks really Ethel. nicely, do you want me to role play it? Nice, I'm Ethel. <laughs> All right there, girl. No, you're you. Mother Teresa. Oh, I thought I was you. No, no, you're, you're you. No, because because no. you're the one fingering Nana's to completion. Yeah, no, exactly. You're saying you wouldn't do it, so I'm I'm trying to convince you to do it. All right, Ethel, you okay? Dad, Ethel, hello. Put your biff away, love. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel, you last time. Ethel, <laughs> Ethel, last time I came in, you didn't have pants on. We're not at the bus stop now. <laughs> Things have changed. Okay, it's away. Super squally. Ethel, stop doing your oval impression. I wish I could die. Go up to the sky, but I can't. <laughs> I hate that god. <laughs> Ethel, I Ethel, can, 
Ethel, are you on fucking helium? No, it's my real voice. Come on, right, I'm coming in. Hi, Ethel, you all right, love? Yeah, they've said I'm going to be gone today. My last, I've got six hours to live. Right, just from being old? Yeah. They get very specific, don't they? You're not ill in any way. You've just been given six hours to no, live. No, it's the new government mandated old person murder. Oh, right. When you're becoming more of a burden. These fucking Tories, eh? Yeah. She's quite eloquent, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's, about to get she's, she's also got weird conspiracy theorist Alzheimer's. Uh, Ethel Love, um, you've only got six hours to live. I, I mean, said I got one last wish. It's like make a wish. Okay. Make a splash. Do you know, it would be actually worse if she just dropped into your voice. I'd like a wish. You fucking knob. Touch my granny biff. Yes, that's what they said. Is that true? Yeah, well, you know, we here at Caring Hands. Yeah. I really wish I'd not licked my lips just at that exact point. We just try and do all we can to make you comfortable, obviously, because you've not got any family because they killed themselves because they had to listen to your fucking I only want voice. the first syllable of comfortable. Oh, come. Words. <laughs> Very yeah. eloquent, again. Yeah, yeah. This job in care is equally annoying as podcasting. How can I make you comfortable there? Fluff, fluff your pillows. Do you want to watch The Weakest Link? What can I... Well, can I, why not I go and get you your favourite, you know, pudding or something, some nice tiramisu? What I've got a pudding for you. <laughs> what do you mean, Ethel? I want you to finger blast me. <laughs> I'm a squirter. Still? Drink me. <laughs> oh, that may give me a twitch. Yeah. What oh. are you doing for me? Just one last time. I won't take long. Please. This situation is less awful than his voice. Please. <laughs> no, I can't, Ethel. I'll tell my son to look after you in the will. You've You'll get millions. You've got a son? Yes. You're willing to give... He, what, he, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, cool, Gran, I'll give you... I'll give you millions of pounds. <laughs> he will respect that. my wishes. Will he? Will you? He's going to respect... <laughs> look, listen, I'm, if I'm going to finger you blast you, <laughs> right here, I want to make sure I'm getting these millions. Your son... I'll wire transfer it right now. I'll do it as I finish. Oh, so you've got six hours to live and you can do internet banking. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. You can work biometrics. Yeah. I think you might have longer to live. <laughs> now. I don't. Listen, Ethel, you're a wonderful, threatening, weird old oh, woman. Oh, you absolute pussy. Right. Get out and find me someone who'll do it. Right. God. God, ask your son. Scene. Adam, that was hard Ethel's work. gone nowhere. <laughs> Ethel has gone nowhere, Dan. She's got... She's still there. Oh, no, she... Oh, she is. She's still there. <laughs> <laughs> she haunts my every waking dream. Uh, every waking dream. My God, my words today have been poor. <laughs> Collie 94. <laughs> Ethel, will you answer more questions? Yeah. Great. Uh, Collie 94 says, question, if you got £500,000 for every second you stood in a big microwave, how long are you standing in there for? How much? Five hundred pounds. Five hundred thousand pounds. Oh, one second for a second one in second. a big microwave. You die in one second? No, I think you'd be like after one second. You wouldn't die after one second. Yeah, you would. It's radioactive. It's not. Really, it's not radioactive. <laughs> what? It's just a big microwave. It's like it's big enough for you, but you're not going to go one second. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Is the that. microwave on? It's been yeah. turned on. Yeah, you get one second in a big microwave. You would be dead. I got told when I was a kid, if you, like, the reason microwaves don't work with the door open is that if they did, it would melt your face off. 
Yeah. Were you trying to lick the microwave or something? What? Who? <laughs> you know, if you put a cat in the microwave, yeah, which people have done, haven't they? I remember a story at Preston Uni where some students put a cat in a microwave and a fucking couple of put minutes, it on. Put it a killer. No, I, th- I think in 30, 40 seconds, you've got a very ill, dying cat because it's in the middle. It centers, doesn't it? Like it, it the, the heat is in the center. But you've got seconds. It's not good for you. But you're not just going to fucking explode. I'm not risking it, me. No. <laughs> what about Ethel? Now, I go in for a finger. As I've already told you, I've already been, I'm a multi-millionaire. What do I need that money for? She's dead in six hours. Would you go Would you go a second and just... One second. But like the second, like, do boot the door open. And I'd take half a mil. Nice one. And I'd be like, what kind of fucking place is this? Yeah. <laughs> Pay off my mortgage. Future pancreatic cancer. Not a problem. No, I'm not doing that at all. Yeah, because you're scared of microwaves. Yeah, actually, I'm scared of microwaves. Talk me through how, what happens when you put something in your microwave. You put it in, close the door, turn it on, it explodes. <laughs> no, because I think you've got a faulty microwave. No, it's not humans I'm putting in the microwave, is it? I'm oh, no, living. God, sorry. No, you're not. Oh, sorry, no, you're not. You're not, you're not putting humans in. I thought you were putting humans in. You know, warm your humans up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans. humans. I cannot speak today. It's it's brutal. the Brutal. Pierce the lid. Yeah, yeah the I don't really use the microwave very often. Piers Morgan. But. Stuart. <laughs> Stuart Pierce, signed up to Patreon. <laughs> Pierce the lid. Um, yeah, I, I just wouldn't do it. I'm scared of them. What about the oven? I'd get in the oven. It's preheated though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead out. You don't want to be in there. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> Would you get in an oven? There's a gun in there and it's shooting. Would you get in a knife? Would you be dead for a second for a million pounds? We've done that for years. You just play the game where it's like, oh, you'll do this or not now. Yeah, you get in the oven, but you're dead instantly. What if the oven rapes you to death? How long would you get raped to death for? (laughs) 10 seconds. Good luck with that. Uh, Surely, if you're getting raped to death. Ah, uh, yeah, but uh, you want it to be quick. No, you want it to be dead long so that you're still alive. As long as you're getting raped to death, you're still alive. As soon as it's finished, you've been raped to death and you're dead. So, 75 years, please. Rape me to death. For 75 years? Yeah. That's what the tax system does. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. I mean, I had a bit of bullshit, but that got a bit fucking lefty. Sounded like Jeff Norcott. Um, all right, lids, I'm a new patron. I'm very much enjoying the nonsense. Well, you will have enjoyed today. Would you rather have your face permanently frozen in your cum face or lose a foot? That's from Paul. Cum face? No, mine's not like... I think mine's very... You've never seen her. I have. How? Sex on a bed with a mirror on the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. You were on top and then went. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sexy (laughs) all. Can you imagine how fucking threatening that would be? Oh, God. Are you going to come, babe? Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) go. Just having a look. (laughs) Got a fucking jazz drummer. Uh, Have you ever had sex in the minute? 
Yeah, I have when I was younger. And, and, I, did, did, and I didn't go, oh, God. When I was young and I was like, go on, you fucking yeah. little mowgli. I thought I looked fucking great. In Patrick Bateman did as well. What? Patrick Bateman thought he looked great as well. I'm sure he did plenty of other good things. One bad thing does not make a bad man. Makes a big man. Yeah. Also fictional. Or is it? One bad thing does not make a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. Ian I think Huntley. you want to work on that if you're a, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how the judicial system looks at it. You've done a lot of charity work. Killed one eight-year-old. <laughs> Jimmy Savile. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't mind me come face. It's just a wink. <laughs> Even on your own. Yeah. <laughs> a wink. Oh. Done. <laughs> Get on me. Um, all right, Liz, this is from Tyler Nugent. All right, Liz, got a quick would you rather. Would you rather find out that your son was doing an OnlyFans or your daughter was doing OnlyFans? It's from Tyler. Okay, what's my son doing on the OnlyFans? Getting bummed. No, not necessarily. Could just be doing, you know. The bumming. Could just be like. I actually wanking off and being like, oh, I think I'm so gay, I love it. But then, by the time I have kids, I think it'll be this will be a lot less taboo than it already is because it's already a lot less taboo than it was two years ago, isn't it? I think people getting their, their tits and ass all out for money <laughs> at bus stops or at home <laughs> is. Uh, I would much rather your kid get your get do that for fucking OnlyFans. Like, if Etta gets to 18 and she's like, Dad, I'm going to get an OnlyFans, I'm like, probably going to be, well, is there no other option? But it's definitely better than the local bus stop with her arsehole out. Like, at least it makes sense on OnlyFans. Like, yeah. you. Are, it's, not, it's not what you want for your kids. I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to sound like a judgmental prick. It isn't really what you want for your kids. Um... But I don't want to be a dad who's like, how dare you, disgusting. Like It's the fucking, I hope things do change a bit so it's a bit more accepted. I'd rather me son and daughter do it on their own than together. That's a definite, absolutely yeah. draw the line. Yeah. Only fans incest. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't want that. I wouldn't be into that. that I'd, oh say my God. I'd say no to that. Probably. Shane Gillis, only fans dad sketch. So funny. If you've not seen the Shane Gillis, the, is it Gillian Keeves, his sketch stuff that he did? Was that after he got booted off yeah. SNL? That's basically him going to Saturday Night Live. That's what you could have had. He's doing sketches that are better than Saturday Night Lives. Yeah. And the OnlyFans dad, and he's like, <laughs> he's on like one of them. It's like a, the, the dildo's on like a mini booking bronco and they vibrate. And he's there like a classic dad in his work stuff and he's loosened his tie like after a long day at the office. And then the kids walk in and he's like, God, kid, get out. <laughs> and then there's just the constant ching, ching <laughs> from the laptop as the OnlyFans is going like, God, this is how I pay for things, yeah? You want a nice holiday? Yeah. <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah, it's well worth watching. Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I don't want either of them to be doing it, but I don't think either of them would be any l less good for me. <laughs> good words. Would you do it? OnlyFans? Yeah. No. Would you go out with someone who did an OnlyFans? Say, 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 for whatever reason, like we are in a situation, it's not Sam, it's not Laura, you're hypothetically 
down the line or, or in your past, five years ago, and you meet someone and they, everything's brilliant, it's great. You've been on the first two or three dates and she's like, and she's like, really, she's paying for her own stuff at every point. And you're like, all right, cool. She's like, you're really good with your money. She's like, yeah, but I do have something to tell you. I do have a bit of a side hustle. It's, it's an OnlyFans. I would struggle with it, but I think I could get past it as long as there was no one else involved in it. Like, it depends on what, like, shit, d- different people do different things and OnlyFans, don't they? Some of them are just getting the minge out. Some of them have got a minge out with a big dick in it. I don't want the latter. That's the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> That's the advert. Have you seen the advert for OnlyFans? Yeah. Loads of people doing different things. <laughs> you know? Minge out, dick in minge. <laughs> Ethel's old wrinkly puss puss. Oh. I wonder who the oldest OnlyFans is. I bet you she's got loads of money. Or he. It's probably not granddad fucking Derek, is it? You'd watch. Find out the number one creator on OnlyFans is. The number one. Well, there's that famous... Would you ever subscribe to one if you were single, Jack? I've thought about it. Have you? Uh, not really. But, like, because I like amateur porn, mm. so there is something about that, like, it's more real, isn't it? The, the plasticky porn stars does nothing for me. Uh, Black China. Black China, who was going out with Rob Kardashian, yes, has got an OnlyFans. Yes, she has earned apparently twenty million dollars. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. But yeah, but what's that uh, no, in no, pounds? No. She receives that, that good. Mon- <laughs> she receives that monthly. Sorry, I'm sorry. What? She receives twenty million dollars a month from the website. Oh, oh I would do that, oh, mate. Yeah. Etta and Jack can both go on there. Then. <laughs> Fucking, let's do it. We'll film it at the bus stop. <laughs> bus stop bumholes. If Patreon, and God bless Patreon and. All of the gods of Patreon. If it went bust and we were fucked, would we move this to OnlyFans? Finn? <laughs> no, but you don't have to get your box out, do you? You're sat on an OnlyFans. You're sat on OnlyFans in case we go under. <laughs> You're the money tree. The money you... cow. But yeah. would that be the platform to move this to? The Patreon episodes? And do what? Just what we do. Just as a platform. On OnlyFans? Yeah. Right, but you don't have to do any... <laughs> you just keep doing this. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you'd... I thought you were like, yeah, if comedy's not working out, it's just me and Adam doing the babe station thing. Like, we'll just make our own. Do you want to talk to lonely, middle-aged, bald comedians? Rowie Dans. Ronely Dans. Ronely Dans. <laughs> or the Chinese customers. I roll it like that. I saw your eyes light up like, go on, Dan, do it. I literally, I actually saw you go, Dan. <laughs> Dan, I've timed the ball beautifully. Just run on and hit it in. <sighs> Podcasting and comedy didn't work out. Right, baby, all right. What are you doing? What's your name? Ethel. <laughs> Oh God! My care worker you wouldn't would, finger me. I'm gonna would, have to do it myself. Oh, you she's would make still alive. Minus twenty million. You're you should have expired by now, Ethel. <laughs> That's a bit rude. Gushed yourself I to death. I paid my phone bill. You're gonna talk to me whether you like it or oh. not. <laughs> Tell me what you do. To minus twenty me. million. Tell me what you do to me. A month. Tell me what you do to Put me. Put a pillow over your fucking head. I've rang you here. Until you're not struggling anymore. I've rang you here. I know. This is the service I do. No. It's a weird niche. Old women no. who want to imagine. No, 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 no. no. This 
this is you rang me. This is what we offer. No. Yes, Ethel, you no, weird no, old no. cunt. No, die, no. Ethel. No. Die. Talk about my pussy. I don't want to go to Switzerland. End it. Your son wants it. I want it. The people who live next door in the fucking old people's home are dying for you to go. The person who has to dry your fucking no, no, carpet. No. You no. dirty old squirter. No, 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 no. You're going to talk about fucking me, and that's that. <laughs> la, Don't la, boo la. me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the questions. Thanks for uh, asking them. I want to stop. It's late, isn't it? Should we stop? We don't have to do it, have a word, do we? No. Stop podcast, yeah, everyone. I think, I don't know. I feel Ethel demanding to have a pussy talked about. I just don't know where you're going from there. <laughs> Could you have a word with me, Dad? No. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a pleasure to be back. I did two podcasts while I was in America, Flagrant 2 and Are You Garbage? They're both on YouTube. Um, they're both very, very good, and I would appreciate you both going to watch them. Because you will enjoy them. They were great. <laughs> it's not like we had two fans. Yeah. I, I appreciate you both going to watch them. <laughs> All two of you. <laughs> and leave a comment saying that I was the one who sent you there. Just say like, oh, I'm here for Adam or whatever. Because if these podcasts know that me and Dan are getting them more listeners, we'll get invited on more of them. All right. Also, I'm on tour. Adam Rudder, UK forward slash shows. Yeah, and I'm on tour as well. The tickets have just reached another milestone, which is amazing. DanNightingale.com. 11 now. There's, I've t- sold tickets to both of our fans. <laughs> we have added Belfast and Dublin and Nantwich. I mean, does it get much bigger than that? The capitals of Ireland and a place near Crew. <laughs> so go and have a little look. The tickets are selling great. Appreciate you guys. It's fucking amazing to have you back, Rowie Bags. It was really good having Barry on. Ishan was great, but it's not the same without the King Lid. Patreon.com slash have a weird pod for the lock The lock-in is unbelievable. And all the back catalogue. Enjoy it. Go fuck yourselves. See you next week. All right. Get on me.